Welcome back to Conspiratorial Conspiring. This is Ryan. Today we have Gordo from Those Conspiracy Guys. Everybody in the conspiracy community knows Those Conspiracy Guys and their kick-ass intro song. And uh, Gordo, how you doing, man? I'm I'm flying, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fucking great. Yeah, uh, fr fresh face. You look well. Thank you. I look appreciate healthy. that. I, I actually just did a... Uh, I had some green 85 from Tim James from uh, Chemical Free Body. Yes, sir. And then I did some Wim Hof breathing 15 minutes before the podcast. So I'm, I'm level-headed and ready to rock. Nice. I took some Alpha Brain and I had some, uh, uh, I had some uh, uh, phyllo pastry-wrapped shrimp and then a long shit. So, I mean, <laughs> same, same. And I was doing some Wim Hof breathing, trying to get that boy out. Like, <laughs> I think it's Wim Hof or Lamaz, one or the other, something like that. Yeah, and then uh, to wash down your alpha brain, did you have some horse, horse what is it, horse paste with it? <laughs> a bit of horse, fucking, <laughs> fucking wipe the horse paste on my gums. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, no, I didn't. Because that's a Joe Rogan product, right? It uh, is, it is, but it does, yeah. it does me wonders, man. It's, you know, it's... it's uh, uh, you got the cat's claw, you got the fucking t the tiger's claw, and you got your um, Bacopa Minori or whatever, and your L-tyrosine and your L-famanine and all these things. They're just like, I, I take it first thing in the morning, and I do a coffee enema, and I fucking jump up and down three or four times, and, and you're fucking pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I fucking I blow the head off you. It's deadly. I'm just in like fucking writing thousands of words, being like, <laughs> Oh my god, uh, the new American Horror Story, my girlfriend likes to watch that show, so we oh, watch right. it, and the new season, uh, like what you were just saying, like you do the coffee enema, you do uh, the fucking alpha brain, and then you're just cranking out words, fucking in the new season, it's all about blood drinking, it's oh, yeah, all no. about, oh, have you seen it? No, but I've read that the... the, the the blurbs and the oh get ready for this like Catherine Paulson is a national treasure I've watched every single other season except and for the baby one baby blood is the most effective like if there you, you can go, get baby son. blood then then you uh, it gives you even better writing skills so you take this black pill and then you can uh, you're amazing you can do all of these award winning shows mm -hmm. and books and mm -hmm. all of these other things but then the only thing is once a week you gotta go kill someone and drink their blood. But if you can get baby, that's the best blood. I'm looking. I was like I, that's pretty on the fucking nose, man. <laughs> I'm researching an episode for vampires. We're recording on the 26th of September, as we speak, and exsanguination and the blood ritual and all that stuff. It's going down through through uh, all different cultures, races, religions. It's always been there, you know, that the the consumption of blood, or at least the fear of the creatures that do consume the blood. Is it the blood they're consuming? Is it the life essence? Uh, you know, the louche? Are they, you know, huffing, huffing baby souls? Um, really good representation of it in Doctor Sleep, uh, that Ewan McGregor movie, just the sequel to The Shining. And uh, uh, American Horror Story, fantastic see, see, uh, like series. All the way along, telling like the Roanoke was probably my favourite. Um, 
the oh wow uh, really the, the, yeah i thought it got so silly towards the end yeah that's it, the it, that's the point i was like wow this is fucking mental um, yeah. <laughs> the 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 new orleans one the fucking the the what was that one the the one where they asked during new orleans and uh, um kathy kathy bates is doing is doing a Oh, hello, sugar. Like, do it like a fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nolene's accent. Like this song. Or uh, the mental hospital. Uh, where, where That's a good one. Fucking yeah. brilliant. And the one I didn't like was the apocalypse one, where they were under the... In the bunker down below, and I was like, nah, this is fucking bullshit. But that one was also heavy, like, satanic yeah, overtones. Of course. and of course. Oh, my God. They always these, got to incorporate it in there. Bro, these motherfuckers have to show you what they're doing before they do it. They have to show you. That's part of the thing. Like, they show you... Like this is what we're doing, and then they get away with it, and then they're fucking roaring, laughing, going like, "Well, they're not allowed to do it unless they say they're doing it." And if we all agree, it's like, "Do you allow the vampire into your house?" He, you know, he's not allowed in until you say yes, come on in, and then when you say yes, he can come and go as he pleases. Do you know? If if watching the Lost Boys is anything to to be learned from, but there's low. Oh man, it's so it's it's across the board. Like I watched this um, Guillermo del Toro, one of his first movies called Chronos. And it's about um, a, a, an old machine, an alchemist made this old machine that takes the, the blood from the body and makes you immortal, basically. And uh, such a fucking creepy premise. But it's all about the, the recycling of uh, blood, blood energy. You're getting it from somewhere. You have to pay somewhere along the line. Do you know? Uh, if you want something, you're going to have to pay for it. Now, whether it's with, it, with taking a life, drinking the blood, as uh, the energy in the blood... Um, there's also, and I did an episode on cannibalism, like if you're if you're eating human flesh, uh, you can get the sustenance from it, but it also fucking makes prions, like broken proteins in the brain and drives you crazy. Um, I watched another movie called Daybreakers, which is uh, starring uh, well, Ethan Hawke. An awesome film about the where the world is populated by vampires and the, and the... the they they run the world like there's a like a you know whole political party and they're all everyone is a vampire and they're having a blood shortage because they're running out of people because they're changing all the people into vampires so there's no people left to drink the blood from so they're farming people to drink blood from and then they start running out and all the people there's like free range people and they're, they're they have hunters out hunting the free range people. I was about who, to say, is there a sect of the yeah. vampires that are like no more big farming? Uh, yeah, of they're all the people. They're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all protesting about it. Like, don't you know, battery battery humans. Like, this is the humans have feelings too. Come on, and and you're like, what the fuck? And uh, they're trying to find a cure, and we they're trying soy to find blood. <laughs> they, they do. They try to make like a vegan a vegan blood substitute, oh so my that they God. whatever whatever magic shit that keeps them that keeps them like you know healthy as vampires. They need to have that thing where it adheres to the cells and blah blah blah. And if they don't get the blood, they turn into like, like fucking crazy, like hairless fucking bat creatures. But if they keep drinking human blood, they stay like good looking, smooth skin, pallid, you know, white, beautiful cunts forever. But if you don't keep drinking the blood, you know, there's a price to pay. So once you start, you can't stop. And that's kind of maybe where that American horror story is kind of going. Like, where do you get it? What's, what's the real price? Because like killing a person, meh. like if you've killed somebody, you can kill again. You know, and if if looking up any of these true crime documentaries and all these fucking serial killers has anything to go by, these motherfuckers like at a certain point, Ryan, I don't know, like you know how switched off your emotions are. Don't know what kind of a life you've had. If you had a bit of a traumatic life, people tend to switch off, you know, and are are, are now re- more recently in the last eighteen months, people have been locked in the house 
kind of being traumatized, you know, by the system and um, feel full of fear and feel full of, you know, dread, regret, guilt, shame. Uh, oh. If they're not, get, they're not come yet, <laughs> spittle, uh, all the liquids. Um, and uh, like, you know, like they're, they're, they're sitting at home going, Jesus, I don't really want to get vaccinated, but the guilt of not doing it and all the propaganda against it, like, oh, you know, they're, everyone's just racked with anxiety and guilt and riddled. So obviously they're traumatized. They're not going to take in any information that's being told to them. But there's people out there that are just like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Like this is, you know, like my life didn't change almost at all being locked down. Like we moved out of Dublin, moved out to the country, but um, as far as lifestyle and stuff like that, like being locked down wasn't a, a massive deal uh, because we didn't, we weren't like, I, I don't work out of the house anyway. Like I was always working from home and this kind of stuff. But um, the trauma of it makes people kind of shut down and switch off and become desensitized to this. So when that new, any new information comes up, they're like, huh? Uh, like they announced the fucking UFOs were real like five months ago and everyone went, what? Oh, Tic Tac. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like nobody give a fuck, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, where, like, where do you, where, where, like, where do you go from there? Do you know? Um, it's a real, it's a real fucking uh, attrition of fear and guilt that will make people become emotionless. And if you're at that point where you don't give a fuck about other people's lives, uh, you'll totally kill uh, if you're talking like, yeah, you, str- you know, this child hasn't got anyone belonging to him, just strangle him and, and, you know, drink his blood and we'll give you, like, everything you've ever dreamed. I'm sure there are people that'll take that deal now after being locked up for two years. Well, I know uh, there's this guy, EA Coetting, which he's got a YouTube channel and he's performing, like, hour and a half, two hour long satanic rituals and oh, yeah. he's not getting fucking deleted but i put in put on a corona expose of fucking pro- my project cheney episode just got deleted my fucking Lindsay Sharman episode just got deleted but this motherfucker can do a two-hour satanic ritual and youtube leaves it up i'm just like yeah, okay i sure. see i see where their uh priorities lie but what i was gonna on, say about the him, australian news fucking slipped into a satanic a satanic mass ritual a satanic cult ritual by accident it was a and now we're going to John with the weather. And it was like, in the name of Satan. And this fucking satanic church. And I was like, whoops, we got the wrong video there, mate. Okay, we're going over to Lindsay. She's in Adelaide with a special report. But it was like fucking, fucking satanic rituals on the Australian news. Like, what the fuck? And oh, they were just like, whoops. <laughs> but this guy, E.O. Coetting, he... Uh he was saying, because he did like a three-hour podcast on this podcast called End of Days Radio, and you know he was just detailing about how like he forged this sword that you know he he got from his ancestors. Like I guess he performed some ritual with some of his ancestors, and then they taught him how to forge this medieval sword, and so he forged it, and that's the one that he uses for all of his blood rituals and. He fucking just yeah. drags it down his arm, and then he lets the blood drip into a goblet. On he YouTube, also, is it? Yeah. Well, that's, a, well, that's a clear violation. You're not supposed to show, <laughs> show any self-harm. That's You're a violation show, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, it's a clear violation. You're not supposed to show anything to do with self-harm, promoting or instructing on self-harm. Go through the fucking well, terms and conditions. Uh, You're not supposed to show any... any, any to be fair, uh, he doesn't... Gratuitous injury. He doesn't... I don't think he cuts himself on YouTube, but he was... He was describing how uh, when he does do a blood ritual, you know, he drags the sword across his arm. Yeah, that's instructions to self-harm. You can't be doing that. There's the, 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 the take off like, uh, 
you know, the anorexic and bulimic community, there are all these girls are on there, like giving each other instructions on how to be anorexic and bulimic and shit like that. There's like mm. fucking chat rooms and Instagram pages and all, and they're all getting shut down because it's instructions on how to quote unquote self harm. It's enabling like a mental disorder or whatever. And you're not allowed to do that shit. You should be, you know, I'm not calling for the cancellation of someone. I'm saying if he's allowed to do that shit, fucking Cheney should be allowed to say whatever the fuck she wants anyway. Exactly, right? You know what I'm saying? Big, big love for um, Cheney. So, I, but just to further the point of like a blood ritual, I mean, this is a guy, you know, not huge. I mean, I think he's got like 70,000 subscribers or something. But I mean, he said he sits in a circle with his wife and his friends or his girlfriend, whatever. Um, and they all put like a little bit of blood in the goblet and then they, you know, swish it around and then drink it. And they Nades say it, it, enha- <laughs> it enhances the ritual. And they say, like, it just gives the, the ritual, like, that much more potency and that much more effective. And they have, like, these extra sensory perceptions. And so I was kind of on the bandwagon where adrenochrome is, like, fringy. I don't really know. And then after hearing that, I'm just like, holy fuck. I'm like, if these low-level, uh, you know, ritual demonic practitioners are drinking blood and they're saying, fuck, dude, this shit works. I mean, like, what are the global elite doing um, in regards to that? There's there's a reason that there's vampire stories for eons, you know? True, true folklore, there's always been, you know, the vampire story. Sometimes it's a werewolf, sometimes it's a witch, um, especially coming from, like, uh, Middle Europe, you know. This is all off the top of the head now. I, I'm obviously not using notes for this. This is just memory shit, like, so some of them might be wrong or vague or incorrect um but yeah like uh, you know bulgaria croatia there's loads of fucking vampire shit in croatia um a lot of you know russian vampires there's a big big thing about russia uh romania obviously has transylvania in it, but there's a lot of that kind of central and and south central um europe all has a, a vampire rituals france big vampire stuff big werewolf stuff in france and then the 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 pilgrims are the 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 uh, emigres who went over to America from France, from the Netherlands, from Britain, all brought the the werewolf story with them, and it mixed up with Native American folklore, and ended up becoming stuff like skinwalkers and you know people who would change into deers and into wolves and into different animals and stuff, mountain lions and shit like that. Uh, where where animals, you know, where wolves, where lion, where tiger, and um, it's basically like the fucking. Uh, the, the dark magic, the Alistair Crowley kind of stuff where you're uh, calling on the other power, you know, the ancient pagan power. That, the old ones. Uh, the old ones that I feel has maybe been hidden from us, but it's made out to be satanic, you know, like, like take the, take the short way around this story, but like, you know, I did an episode on the mystery of the pyramids, right, most recently, and um, really fun stuff, like mad fucking mind bending shit, like, uh, when you're talking about the mathematics and and um, you know the the astrological alignments and all this kind of stuff, saying like them shits ain't four thousand years old or fucking forty thousand years old. Come on to fuck right. But like the fact that Alistair Crowley went into the into the king's chamber and and meditated and fucking pulled his dick apart, uh, you know, running running around the king's chamber on his tiptoes until he until he came to like some kind of you know weird. Uh, um, sexual gratification uh, crescendo where he ended up communing with a demon uh, called Iwas and uh, Iwas basically like took over his body and uh, instructed him on what to write 
and he came out like he went into the pyramid he's been in there for a few hours wanked himself asunder and came out with the book of the law you know from the from the um the the order of the golden dawn you know like yeah. that's that's there's an ancient knowledge going on that we're all as lay people unaware of and in all of these fantasy m- m- movies and all of these you know um, the 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 high high sci-fi or high fantasy uh, science fiction and and uh, you know TV show movies book series like all of those have a hierarchy of like wizards or you know high high witches or high high minded like a caste system of people who have the knowledge the ancient knowledge and then the fucking plebs who are dressed in like brown rags and have their faces smeared in shit and their teeth are rotten and they're all like yes sir can I help you sir would you like a loaf of bread sir and like they walk through you know this like what with the beautiful robe all silk shit and all walking through the villages and you look at any place in history any time in history you just close your eyes and spin the fucking the calendar back and stop and put your finger on it and there was like a high cast and a low cast and there's a fight now for equity there's a fight to 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 level everything out but there's a reason that something like communism or socialism wants to abolish a religion it's because like a religion leads to a a, a society a society split where there are some people who know and some people who don't know some people who are you know blessed with the knowledge and uh, therefore the power and people who are not. Now, before, in the before times, it used to be like a removal of the possibility of education. Do you know? Um, in, in Ireland, for example, when the English kind of were, were t- tyrannically ruling our country, uh, they outlawed our own language. They outlawed uh, schools uh, under a system called the Brehan Laws. And they were like, right, none of you can learn anything. You can't fucking talk your own language or talk English. If you're caught speaking Irish, we'll fuck you up. And you're not allowed to write anything down. And that's the best way to, to you know, tr- talk about two, three generations and you've deleted, you know, a, 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 a civilization's history, basically. And then what the Irish did was they all started singing songs and telling stories and they turned it all into fairy tales and fables and all of this kind of stuff. And it was an oral tradition of, of um, uh, you know, historic historically passed down uh, yarns and like you know we have people t- people like Shanna Keys, which is like an old storyteller Shan Shanuckle is like the old words um, Shan being old and Fuckle meaning words uh, so the Shanna Keys are the keepers of the old words and they're the lads who know all the stories and once upon a time there was a man called Fionn McCool and now we have all these fucking ancient legends of like fairies and leprechauns and all this kind of shit but there's like deeper fo- more fucked up uh uh dark shit do you know um that that most people around don't know like irish people irish kids are taught it but like that shit that shit totally exists it was a whole other world you know like um i don't know how much you know about irish folklore do you know anything? Well, what was the I, this really doesn't pertain to folklore but i'm just thinking about it because one of your episodes i don't even remember which one but you were talking about like similar how like they're finding all of these native american school children um buried yeah. In yeah, Canada, yeah. in yeah. Ireland, there was a similar thing where they were throwing them in a septic tank or some yeah, yeah. shit, right? Yeah. What, what what was that? Well, that's that was the system that came out of uh, like a religious uh, theocracy that Ireland was run under for hundreds of years up until only very recently. Like uh, condoms the, were outlawed until the nineties. Yeah, and we used to have to get them posted over from England or from France. 
So you'd hear even still outlads from Dublin being like, have you got any French letters? That's the slang word for condoms because you used to get them oh, sent wow. over in the post from France and they were made out of sheep's intestines and you roll them down over your fucking wrinkly knob and you're like, oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> turn, off, turn, turn off the lights and brace yourself there, Mary. We're going in. You know? But it was a sin to spill your seed not in the uh, effort to procreate for a baby. Like, um, And people would follow the fucking rules. They wouldn't eat meat on a Friday. They'd eat fish. You're not allowed red meat on a Friday. Or chicken. Like, and the whole country would do that shit. The whole country would be like, I'm not eating meat because the church says so. The butchers wouldn't sell it. The 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 chippers and the and the restaurants now wouldn't serve it. Like you wouldn't get meat on a Friday anywhere in Ireland for years. What the fuck is that? Now, t- to my mind, like you look at it socioeconomically, they were probably quite poor and meat was expensive and fish was not as expensive. You could even catch your own fish if you were sly. So, like, do you know, it wasn't as easy to, like, kill a lamb or find an old calf to get your to get your lamb or veal. But, like, catching a fish, you pull a fish out of the river and cook it on a Friday because Irish people were poor as fuck for a really long time. So, like, it was really handy not to have to buy meat on a Friday so they could save, like, a, d- a day's worth of dinner money uh, and they'd get paid on a Friday. So, like, Friday's dinner, they might not have the money to go and buy the meat for the dinner. They'd have to buy it on a Thursday when they've no cash left in the week, you know? So it's all this practical, but very, uh, you know, c- um, controlled stuff. So these, these uh, all the church, ah, uh, the fucking church, man. Jesus Christ, it's sick in your shite, you know? What they used to do and how they used to fucking control people. Like, so I talked about it on a show recently, on a swapcast recently, yeah, the Magdalene Laundries. So there was like a, I don't know, a culture of shaming uh, women who got pregnant out of wedlock. So you had to be married and you weren't allowed to do nothing. You had to stay a virgin until you were married. And if you were riding around the place, it was a terrible shame and a sin and a, and a, and a pox on your family, right? So any of these young ones that get pregnant out of wedlock, they couldn't be allowed to stay around the town and the family. Uh, a lot of times what would happen, uh, the extreme case I talk about in a second, but a lot of times what, a lot of times what would happen is She'd go away for a while. So she'd go and live with, I don't know, a relative up the north, which is part of the UK. Uh, they'd go and live with a country a country relative on a farm and just have the pregnancy and have the baby. And then they'd come back. And then their mother would pretend, oh, I was pregnant and I had a, I had a, a new baby. And that child would be raised as that girl's like sister or brother. And that was fucking rife across the country. There's so many children oh. that were raised where their sister was actually their mother. Do you know, that they didn't know and there's a 16 year gap, like fucking bananas, right? Um, And then there was like the, the uh, you'd have the baby and the baby be took off you and, and adopted out to another family, but you'd have your pregnancy in secret and, you know, there was no such thing as abortion or anything like that. And then the most extreme cases where the family were just like, well, you're a fucking bad seed, you're after getting pregnant now and fuck you. And they called the priest and the priest called the nuns and then the nuns would send the car out and take the girl away and bring her over to the Magdalene Laundries, which is like a, a religious order and nuns who would basically put the girl to work in a laundry, doing the doing the laundry for, I don't know, the parochial house or the, the local monastery or something like that. And she'd just stay there and then have the baby and then they'd take the baby and sell the baby to a rich American family or a rich English family and the baby would be taken away and the church would keep the money and then the girl would stay in the employ, in the 
involuntary employee of the nuns in that laundry and she could stay there till the end of her life at 50 or 60 or 70 years of age. So it was a de facto prison for becoming pregnant as an unwed teen and you'd stay in prison for life, basically. And the last one of those was closed in 1995 in Ireland. So like, Jesus. that's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, but it happened. And it happened like regular. So then some of the babies that were born... Uh, they couldn't find anyone to buy them or they were born with like you know, deformities or you know whatever and they just pop a hole in the head and bring them down to the septic tank and drop them into oh my drop God. them into the fucking tank and sometimes they didn't pop a hole in the head they just dropped them in be like well like the fucking unfeeling cunts in those workhouses and mother and child homes that were called you know now the mother and child homes weren't like uh, the Magdalene laundries as such like they weren't put to work and the mothers got to go out and live their life afterwards but um their babies were taken or they were told they were stillborn but they weren't stillborn at all like do you they think take there the was anything more nefarious like of course I mean, of course I mean like was. do you think there was I mean because these are women of God I mean do you think there was some kind of uh ritual sacrifice going on yeah, or anything of course like there that? was you do? of course there was these motherfuckers are doing farming fucking babies, man. They're, they're, they're taking, like, like right. Do you ever hear of John of God? Joao de, de Deus of, of uh, Brazil. Oprah's best friend. Oprah's bestie fucking mate. There was a, a Netflix documentary on that cunt. And uh, they didn't say nothing about him having baby farms. And he had young ones pregnant and having babies. And then taking the babies and selling them off. Or like doing whatever, like, you know, milking them for blood. And just like fucking impregnating these young ones and we're having babies and babies and babies. Like, that's happening. So, like, there's there's girls going missing and they're having babies. Or, or there's babies, little kids going missing. And they're being used as, uh, you know, I don't know, rape toys until they're of childbearing age. And then they'll, you know, make them have kids. And, and people will be like, that can't be happening. No, my God. That's so, that's fucking abhorrent. That's That's disgusting and unreal. But and then they'll like, watch Handmaid's Tale and be like, oh, wow, this is so yeah. crazy. Well, not even that, but look at some real shit like fucking, you know, uh, uh, J.C. Lee Dugard or, or Natasha Campush or Elizabeth Fritzel or any of these. Like, we've done episodes on all of those. And all of those young ones had had kids for, for, for their fucking captors. And like, what were the kids, what were the kids, like, what were the kids subjected to there? Like, they were kept in, in like, a run, like, you'd keep a greyhound, you know, in a fucking, a covered over, like, fenced area. And, and, or like, um, you know, like uh, uh, Brie Larson in that movie, Room, do you know? Yeah. Which was like, uh, I don't know how accurate the depiction was, but th- that was probably the first time that that kind of stuff had made it to the silver screen. Uh, so a lot of people got to be like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then, of course, the, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable. <laughs> they were alive, damn it. And uh, uh, Ellie Kemper plays uh, a girl who, who was kept in a bunker by, uh, fuck, what's his name? John Hamm, who, who was a preacher, and he convinced, like, he convinced these women that the He's world... He's got a giant hog, by the way. I heard that, I heard that. You can see, you can tell, you can tell by his jaw. Just yeah, massive... Right. I mean, just look up pictures of him on Google. Go to Google Images and, like, yeah. the first one. I mean, but you just know, see you, it running down his pant leg. And be like, oh, you'd my know by God. his face. You know by his face he's a massive cock. He's just that uh, kind of that self-satisfied, like, yeah. Everything comes to that guy easy, including like his Pringles can dick, right? But he's, he plays this preacher and he convinces these girls that there's an apocalypse and he's like, right, stay in the bunker and um, 
they ha- he has them cranking a, a wheel and said, if you don't, like somebody has to be cranking that at all times. And if you stop cranking it, the, the, you know, the world ends, like we all die or whatever. And all these things. And she, she escapes and she gets to go to New York and, she, you know, she starts trying to live her life. But it's all this PTSD and all the trauma and all the stuff. But it's all joked about. And the whole thing was she was raped to bits in the basement but they or in the bunker, but they never say it in the show. It's all kind of lighthearted comedy, but it's still alluded to loads. And, uh, it started to become a thing where people were realizing like, oh shit, like human trafficking is a, like a very big, very real deal. Do you know? Um, we have to start acknowledging it. But, but like, that's how what people di- say. Is how that, difficult is, that, is it, Ryan, to do it's that? It's just, it's what, what you bring this thing up and the only thing that they'll acknowledge, the only big one they'll acknowledge is Jeffrey Epstein because it was on CNN. But what they'll say is that it's these low level pedophiles Yeah. That are you know that's prolific because of pornography these days. You because of like the mother son thing and like all of these like incestuous kind of themes that are rampant in porn these days. So that's what's making more and more men into pedophiles. But they will never acknowledge that any kind of elite system of trafficking children or an island where all of the elites would fly to, like some former presidents would go 26 times Yeah, um, <laughs> on certain uh, flight I've, logs. I've been to the island. It's very sunny there. Very sunny. There's some great facilities. They've got tennis. They've got a snooker. They've got a massage parlor. It's I great. did not sleep with Maria Farmer. But when... <laughs> <laughs> when the bill comes, you gotta pay the bill. You gotta pay it, Hillary. Do you know? Like it's fucked up, dude. There's a there's a guy here, um uh, Eric Owen Marquez, who was extradited from Ireland two years ago, and he just got twenty seven years under a plea agree- agreement in the US. Um he is the largest largest child pornography distributor. Uh, in the world. I'm trying to find, I, I read it yesterday, and I'm trying to find how many terabytes. 130, 130 terabytes, I think. What? what? 130 terabytes of, of How do you even amass images, such a images collection? Video. Well, it's either loads and loads of really poor quality stuff, or just like a little bit of very, very high quality. Uh, oh. You know, super, super big uh, bit rates and file sizes, you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he earned he earned like over a million dollars selling this stuff. But you're like, you think he think he'd earn more? Like this, just these are just the people that are being picked up on the outsides. Do you know, like these kind of guys, like you said, it's low level. It's fucking, you know, dude. There are people who work for Facebook that that look at that stuff. There's people putting child porn on Facebook. Did you see on the new thing uh, with Apple? How Apple's yeah, going yeah, to they're scan not going to phones for images, known images not, of child pornography, ahead with it. and then an Apple worker will be checking it to see if it is or not? Like, what? They're, they decided the other day that they're not going ahead with it. That there was too oh, much backlash, okay, so they're not going to go man. ahead with it. But that was the that was the case, to to, to, to have an old, kind of an open scan of your um, of the, the pictures that you take on your phone, and they'll just scan it over. But like, there's, when there's they different... When shit like that, they're, they're usually already doing it. Right, they are, they are, and they aren't. You know, like they are, and they aren't. There's, there's ways that you can um, allow, you know, analysis. You know, when you click the EULA and stuff like that. Like Facebook, Facebook done fucked up, man. They let five hundred thirty-five million people's uh, information get out there, 
maybe six or eight months ago, and now everyone in the world is getting prank phone or fucking crank scam phone calls from India and from Belarus and shit. Like uh, in Ireland here, they're after they're after cloning the the Garda headquarters, the fucking headquarters of the police. They cloned the phone number, and everyone's getting caught phone calls from the fucking the headquarters of the Irish police on their phone and people are answering it. It's like, hello, you may have had uh, something with your bank. And you're like, this is the fucking guard of HQ. What's the story like? <laughs> Very weird, right? But uh, Facebook have all that. They're, they're fucking lads sending shit back and over. But because it's going through their CDN, their content delivery network, they're obliged to check uh, the files that pass through there. Same with WhatsApp. And they say WhatsApp is encrypted end to end. It's owned by Facebook and it is absolutely not. So don't trust it. Um, there's, uh, you know, lads sending stuff in Instagram. They're having chats in Telegram. They're having chats in Twitter DMs. Um, like, who the fuck is checking all that shit? There's somebody checking it. People are actually manually checking it. They have employees of Facebook and Google uh, checking YouTube videos and stuff like that. And they work for like one week on and three weeks off. And they get all sorts of fucking suicide watch pay and all sorts of um, super extreme, you know, like counselling and all, because they're watching some of the most disgusting stuff in the whole world, checking to see, like, okay, this is flagged as a lot. There's a lot of flesh-coloured pixels in this uh, video. The sick fucks that sign up for that job show up to work every day. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say it's, I'd say it's a, a a way to get into a much higher position. Like you, you do your time, you put in your, you put your hours in at that really difficult slog. And then you get like a little bump up up the ladder a little bit quicker, you know. It's like you knew five years of this, or you can do like six months of fucking porn watch, like kitty porn watch, you know. Six um, months of gore porn on Twitter, and then yeah. you'd be promoted. <laughs> I mean, you know, have you ever watched the uh, what's it called, Funky Town? You were just—I was laughing my ass off when <laughs> you were talking about it on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah, Funky Town. Let me take you to. <laughs> Like, it's fucking fucked up video. Don't look it up, people at home, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, so like, um, of course they're doing that shit. Of course they're fucking uh, 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 selling kids and, and, and taking videos of them and doing all that shit. And then selling it on the dark web. And like, uh, 85% of the internet is, is pornography. And that's just the, like the surface internet, what we all use, the websites that we all go to and use. I think it's only that's only f- like five to fifteen percent of the actual internet. Eighty, f- the other eighty-five percent of it is dark web stuff and transfer and file transfer and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we're talking about like the different packets being sent, and out of the eighty-five percent that is not surface level stuff, eighty-five percent of that is porn, and how much of that is child porn? Like, there's a fucking massive market that people aren't really acknowledging because it's a really hard subject to talk about or to think about, especially if you have kids. And there are systems in place, like there's one app that I heard of where um, if you go into uh, a hotel room or a, a motel or an Airbnb or, a, you know, a, a place you can stay, I don't know, like a fucking, what are the other types of places you can stay? Airbnbs, hotel, motel, whatever. You go into the room and you can voluntarily log into this app and you take a picture of the whole room all the way around like a panorama or you take five or six pictures and you send it into the app and you, uh, uh, you know, send the address and the room number. And then they cross-reference that. They build a, a, a kind of a, a panoramic uh, database of the um, the furniture and the decor, the wallpaper, the curtains, all that kind of shit. And then they use an algorithm to check over 
uh, the pornographic images, the child porn that they've been sent on, uh, you know, the different the different places that they catch them. Like, so there's lads like who work for, you know, uh, the NSA that are actually actively going searching for child porn in the dark web, uh, signing up to these things and paying the money to try and get the material to be able to somehow investigate, like, where was this made? How was this created? Do you know, is there any kind of um, digital watermarks inside the files and shit like that to try and get in at it? And a way to do that then is having people go out into the field and take pictures of these places where these pictures could have been taken. So someone is like, okay, I'm in a fucking hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. I take a picture of the thing and they cross-references it with the massive database of child porn that they have and they find like a color match and they're like, oh, and then they bring it up and it's manually inspected. And it's like, yeah, same curtain, same table, same lamp, bang. That picture was taken in that hotel room. Okay, this child cross-reference with the missing children within that city. And then they're like, okay, loads of missing children and they have all the pictures of the missing kids because they might not be able to identify a child just by a picture that they find. So they go through to find the name and address and it's like, bang, okay, we have this guy. And and they're trying to, there's there's kids that they've found like do using those types of systems where they're like eight years old in one picture that they found. And then they're 11 years old in another picture. And when you think about that, that they're like, okay, there must be, still alive because this this picture is from a few years ago and this picture is very recent but what's happened to that kid in the fucking three years in between mm-hmm. if they're still alive and they're being taken pictures of like do you ever see that very famous like uh, there's, I'm, 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 I'm going to do an episode on Johnny Gosh and um, you know Paul Benassi and all these guys Paul Benacci Benassi Benacci um, like Johnny Gosh is is was one of the most famous cases in America his, his mother is still kind of fighting for the truth around that case Paul Bonacci was arrested for another child abduction and child molestation case, and he confessed to being the one that snatched up Johnny Gosh as part of this, you know, uh, uh, child child snatching fucking cabal or whatever, right? And uh, he confessed, and he started telling all the details of all this stuff. And uh, there's a picture, presumably, of Johnny Gosh, and he's, like, taped over his mouth, and his arms are bound, and he's on the bed with another small boy, and this picture was left at his mother's fucking doorstep, and she picked it up and she was like, what the fuck is this? And it's obviously like a shopping, a, a shop, you know, a, a shopping catalog for Sounds like that comic pizza guy. Uh, you know, like his Instagram with all of those pictures. Oh, of like Alephantis. Yes. That motherfucker's taking out court cases on that shit, Nick. You know that? And him being, him being named. Well, he sent out a few, a few, you know, documentations to people to be like, stop fucking including me in this conversation. And especially after that, that guy came and very conveniently shot a bullet through the through the hard drive of the only computer in Comet Ping Pong. And I hate when people stop where there's like a crazy conspiracy theorist shot up Comet Ping Pong with a, a with an AR-15. I'm like, one bullet was fired straight through the hard drive of the computer. That's not a that's not a shoot up. And the guy was a member of the Strain Actors Guild, and he has a whole lot of credits for being on like you know, extras and TV shows. So he's an actor, you know, and they're able to make, you're able to make a false internet profile very easily for somebody like, so this is all very generalized kind of chat, but some of these things, like you could say it right to somebody and they'll be like, wait, what, 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 what the fuck did you just say there? What was that? Like uh, the general, uh, uh, malaise. There's a, there's an informational malaise at the moment where people are not able to take this shit in, bro. And you said like, you're you said you're uh, you're open to talk about anything. Go on, yeah. Uh, my one of one of the ones that um, I used 
Um, for yeah, some people, for some camp? people who are really who are really like willing to uh, take it is Sandy Hook, and I'm Man. just like I'm like bro, if you look into that, I mean I don't know how you come away because like some people. It's very hard like, to find right. that on that anymore. Exactly, all that in. shit is being wiped, and now like. Now that that's just being wiped, I mean, like Monica Perez, she did this whole like crack the code on um, the Boston bombing. She is the Boston bombing expert. Mm. Now she said when she combs through like her report of like that whole thing, four hundred four page not found throughout almost like ninety percent of the links. All the shit is being wiped. It's it's literally a digital book burning. What we're going it, through right now. I have I have oh jeez I'd say twenty five thousand bookmarks. You know. I have a load of stuff in there. I have I have software that holds on to the to the web pages, mm-hmm. so like I'd save the web page and it saves all the information offline, you know. Oh, okay. Um, and then when you go to click on it to see what the web page looks like live, and it's like wah, wah, like pictures don't show up, text is changed, dates are changed, and then they have a plugin in the browser, and then you say, able to check to see the different versions. So what was changed? So the stuff that was taken out is added back in again in red, and changing dates and names and times. No shit. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For a lot of stuff, like a Literally lot of changing stuff. Changing history. Changing dates, times, names, uh, amounts of dead people, amounts of, you know, uh, like San Bernardino, Las Vegas, uh, the fucking James, 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 uh, James Holmes and the Aurora City shooting, like all of that, all of that kind of stuff, like, man, all that stuff was for a reason, you know, and there's, there's like, <laughs> the mass shootings really went down. <laughs> Uh, when Corona came along, like that was the best thing. Corona was the best thing to happen to fucking, you know, gun safety in America because <laughs> people weren't gathering in groups, so they weren't be able to be mass shot. But like the statistics around mass shootings, uh, top of my head now, I'm talking uh, George George W. Bush, uh, so so, like not very high. Uh, and then the eight years of Obama were the uh, high high watermark of. Um, instances and deaths when it comes to mass shooting. So mass shooting is four or more people in one sitting. Uh, and then as it came towards uh, 2016, so 2013, 14, 15, and 16 up until election day, they were the four incrementally higher uh, mass shooting deaths. And that included like Las Vegas and that included, you know, some of the some of the bigger ones, San Bernardino, stuff like that. The more famous ones, let's say. Um and then when Trump took office, the mass shootings just fucking gone because it wasn't part of the agenda. The, the, the getting rid of the guns wasn't part of the that regime's agenda, or at least they weren't able to uh, bring those topics to Congress or bring those uh, topics to lawmakers and state senators and all to to, to change the the laws and rules. Uh, in fact, like some some states like Arizona started to up their uh, gun freedoms. Uh, Texas as well changed laws for for open carry and stuff like that. Well, so like, it, I mean, that's a whole another rabbit hole. I mean, I just had Legal Man on, and he just released a podcast about the so-called constitutional carry in Texas. It's yeah. it's pretty blatant bullshit because there's 14 different stipulations, and I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to rabbit hole on this real quick, but there's Do 14 it, different like infractions that can be occurred while constitutional carrying. Like if you have it on your hip, that's an infraction. You could 
get arrested for a felony. It's like, wait, I thought we had constitutional open carry. Like, no, 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 that's not the case. So a lot of people, if they're in Texas, they should be checking out what those infractions are so you don't get a fucking felony from constitutional carry. But I'm sorry to... Yeah, so maybe that's like the honeypot. Like, that's the honey trap around it where it's like, we let you do it. And I was like, fine, I can carry my gun. Yoo-hoo! And then they put it on and then they're like, now you're a felon. They're like, God damn. So yep. the people who are... It's, it's very much targeting the people who are um, willing to open carry or who want to ex- exercise their uh, their Second Amendment constitutional right, or Bill of Rights constitutional right, like whatever. Um, those people are targeted for their compliance. It's the same as, you know, what's the best what's the best way to identify a bunch of racists is like giving the uniform of a red hat. Uh, so therefore, anyone who wears a red hat is de, de facto a racist. It's like, that doesn't work. Like, if we're going to label people as this and then say this is their uniform. So, like, all the Proud Boys, they were wearing their Fred Perry shirts and started off as a men's, you know, uh, men's rights or men's empowerment group as a joke under Gavin McGuinness. And now they're fucking on the FBI terrorist watch list as a fucking um, terrorist group, terrorist group. Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, That's not how that works. Like, that's bullshit. They're a white supremacist terrorist group and their their leader at one point was a uh, 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 like a black dude like oh, yeah. yeah that's that well, fucking makes sense to be you know? in the fbi or something like that i don't know now off the top of my head but i just I, thought I, i'm pretty sure weird, uh, monica perez has talked about this on the propaganda report mm. that uh that that black leader guy he used to be either associated with the fbi or literally in the fbi as like a low-level guy or, or something like that um but yeah, man, like what, what you're talking about with the labeling of people is straight up for me, like straight out of the Gulag Archipelago. Like all I think yeah. about is like the Kulaks and how like yeah. the landowners and the farmers were the Kulaks and then it just slowly spread to all of society. And then you have a third of the state informing the state. And so it, it just keeps getting more and more out of hand. We had the snitch hotlines. Now, like, they're really ramping up the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, you know, saying that, you know, unvaccinated people, pandemic of the unvaccinated, they can get you sick with COVID still, which is total bullshit, man. I mean, none of the numbers bear that out. I mean, they were talking about the propaganda report earlier this week, 95% of like people in the ICU in Israel that are sick with COVID are vaccinated. Are Jewish. <laughs> that too, and uh, in New York. Sorry, say that again. Numbers, I walked over. I, I I walked over the end of that idea for a shit joke. Go on. Ninety five percent of the people in the ICU. Yeah, and then I, in Israel in York, are they, they the people didn't hear it because I walked over. They have similar numbers with seventy four percent, I believe, in New York hospitals uh, are vaccinated with severe cases of COVID, and so it, it's. But then I, I'm watching, like, Ben Greenfield, who I trust with my life. Like, this motherfucker, he's the smartest guy I know when it comes to, um, like, health and wellness and fitness and everything like that. And so he did a podcast while he was hiking with this guy called Dr. Matt Cook. And the whole thing was basically a vaccine commercial. Well, 
from Matt Cook's side, Ben Greenfield's like, well, why all the coercion? Why are they trying to mandate it for people? And he's saying, like, what about people with underlying illnesses who are getting vaccinated and they have, like, an anaphylaxis shock reaction? And, like, all of this stuff bringing up great points because he's unvaccinated up to this point. And the guy was basically like, yeah, well, that's a low amount of cases. I'm like, have you checked VAERS? Like, there's, like, a CDC whistleblower saying that uh, the VAERS database is is off by over, like, 30,000 deaths and it's more around, like, 45. Dell Bigtree has had multiple like phd doctors on his show the high wire they're saying it's more around in the 60 60 000, uh amount of deaths and in america like they're counting you as unvaccinated the first two weeks that you get vaccinated so if you get the vaccine and you die from the vaccine in the first, in two, the first weeks, two weeks you are unvaccinated. That's an unvaccinated death. You would count as that 99% of unvaccinated people in COVID ICU wards. I mean, it's literally getting did so they, fucking insane. Did they drop something in June? Something like the CDC said uh, they had to they had to reevaluate their classifications of what a COVID death was. And they had to reclassify the comorbidities. So you'll have to fact check me on this one. But I think they said that the, the, the numbers when rechecked across like uh, the different comorbidities, the people who died from just pure COVID, who just got COVID and died, uh, was 6% of the number that they recorded. Yes, it, 94% of people had at least three other comorbidities and only 6% yeah. purely died of COVID. But so then, someone who's in hospital dying of cancer and the cancer kills them, but they also test for COVID. They're put down as a COVID death and not a cancer death. You won't even believe what I'm about to say to you, but I was literally at work today. I was with one of my customers and, you know, she's a big wig at this place, like GM or whatever. And um, she was telling me, she's like, yeah, my aunt died last weekend um, on Saturday. And, you know, it was so weird because she was already dead and they were sticking a PCR test swab in her nose. And she's like, why are you doing that? Like, she's already dead from the cancer that she's had over the last seven months. And they're like, well, you know, we're, we're transporting her, so we have to make sure that she's not uh, infectious and, and contagious. Um, while we move her... She can't from- breathe. She can't breathe. That, so that was, she- that's what this woman said, my yeah. customer. She was like, well, she's not breathing. I thought it was transmitted between like uh water droplets and stuff like that and there's like well uh she's like are you just doing this for the federal money that they're giving out for covid deaths and they're like well we're not at we're not at liberty to say i'm just like that is a smoking fucking gun real world example well well you know what it is though ryan and let's be real about this that's an anecdotal secondhand story from a woman that you don't know and can't prove really right I don't mean to burst your bubble and shit in your cornflakes, but like, <laughs> no man, there, I, I, I like being uh, brought back down to earth. Yeah, like I love it. I love your enthusiasm. Your fucking your face lit up like Christmas morning. You were like, that shit is real, bro. But at the same time, like, how credible is somebody like Nicki Minaj? Is like my cousin's friend's ball swelled up uh, after he took the vaccine, and everyone's like, that's a side effect of syphilis. I think your your cousin's friend was having sex with some dirty bitches. 
and got the fucking badness on these cops. I've heard that before, though, about mm. men who have gotten vaccinated having yeah. very sore balls and stuff like that. Sure, and they have uh, myocarditis and you know uh, uh, hy- um, hydrocephalic infections and um, brain swelling, heart swelling, ball swelling, inflammations in the gut, the bowel, um, all sorts of fucking like crazy inflammation and crazy like mad psoriasis and fucking la- one lad's skin just broke out and he was like totally raw, bleeding skin, like because his immune system turned on him and, and causes mad psoriasis. Like, dude, anecdotally, like, you could go on forever. And I, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a medical practitioner and I don't think you are either, right? Yeah, but I'm not shit- I No, no, like- I'm not shitting on your cornflakes about yeah. the conspiracy to it. But what I'm saying is if you want to play the game, play it by the rules that are set out by the people who are making you take the vaccine or making, making mandates to it, right? So, like, we can't argue the science because we're not medical. Why? But what we are, we can't argue the fucking science Dude, because we're I don't not like medical that. practitioners. I don't like that line of, line of reason. Okay. Well, wait till I finish. Okay. We don't know nothing about medicine. We're taking some bitch said some shit about some shit over coffee and <laughs> somebody said somebody's cousin's balls got big <laughs> and nobody knows where his dick was and like, you know, his fucking balls are suffering from a sexual comorbidity of some fucking stinky pussy, right? We're not fucking medical. We don't know. Like, we can read about spike proteins, but we don't didn't go to eight years of medical school. We can read about fucking prions and myocarditis and fucking all this kind of stuff and know what it means and read the descriptions and read the definitions and know what it means, but don't know, really don't know as much as someone who went to medical school for eight years and then practiced and got a fucking, got your PhD and then you practice medicine for six or seven years and then you get your fucking residency and then you do a fucking like a super specificity and you become a consultant and you're 20 years in the game and this fucking immunologist or, 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 you know, epidemiology and all that kind of shit. Like this is all super specific shit and we don't know what it is. Yeah. And I agree. We can read about it, but what we do have is an expertise in netnographic historical research right you're right we have internet-based historical research of things that are declared fact that are agreed upon truth that are uh, jurisprudence and jurisdictionally and legally and documented proof that these court cases were put forward they were either uh, settled or they were won against the companies and against the organizations that are creating, distributing, and mandating vaccinations and dealing with the people who are infected with the disease, dealing with the people who possibly created the disease, the organizations around it like uh, Anthony Fauci's NIH or the CDC. We're looking at lads like Rand Paul spanking Fauci's arse in, in, uh, in the Senate committee over that shit going like gain of function. It's like, you do not know what you are talking about. And that's the thing. If you if you want to believe it, that's the thing you take away from that. It's like Fauci beat Rand Paul, bam, bam, with a soundbite. Like, we are conspiracy agents of information. And the conspiracy is this shit don't smell right. And we are not scientists and we are not medical practitioners. So we can't argue the science, Ryan. But what we can argue are the uh, socio-political, cultural, historical, legal facts and history proven and agreed upon by all parties, indisputable. 
inscrutable evidence that proves that the companies and the people involved historically have been involved in proven conspiracies of similar motivations. So when you're going to prove someone is guilty in a court case, you had to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they were, uh, you know, they had a means, motive, and opportunity. Their their ability to be able to, like, you don't have to prove really in a murder case that the person actually committed the crime and shot the gun, but you just have to prove that they were in the place, they could have had the gun, they had a reason to shoot the person, and they had a reason to hide it. You don't actually have to have the, you know, the finger pulling the trigger and the bullet going into the person. You don't have to have that. But if you have the weapon, you don't need fingerprints. You just need the jury to think beyond a reasonable doubt that that person had the means, motive, and opportunity to be able to execute that crime. And they could judge, based on all the evidence presented, that it's irrefutable, irrefutably agreed upon by us 12 that that motherfucker did that shit because of all the reasons, apart from the thing of the evidence, of the DNA evidence, but everything else says that motherfucker did it. And they can judge that person guilty and it happens every day. So if you're looking at like the motivation of somebody like Anthony Fauci, his history, the shit that he was after doing with the NIH and the CDC, giving millions of dollars to the Wuhan Virology Lab, fucking uh, uh, gain-of-function research. Like we don't have to know what gain-of-function means. We don't have to know what the Wuhan Virology Lab was doing. We don't have to know anything about like medically or, or scientifically what they were doing there, really. But you just have to know gain-of-function research means weaponizing the virus. This motherfucker gave the money, then denied it, then lied in Congress over it. Because the proof is there and the, the, the intercept is a 900-page document. That motherfucker did that shit. Anybody else lies in Congress, you're done. Legally, you're done. Like, that's your fucking ass. And he did that, and it's provable. And everyone's like, ah, Tony's okay. Ah, Tony's all right. Tony, Tony, Tony's all right. He's been, he's been around. Tony knows. Like, that motherfucker was involved in the AIDS epidemic. He was involved in giving people that 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 drug that 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 fucking kills you. Kills you quicker than AIDS will kill you. He's involved in that shit. And it's all, like, provable. Some of it's anecdotal. But there's documents there for that motherfucker. Like, the means, motive, and opportunity to do all this shit is there. Provable. Not scientifically. And you can argue science up and down. But the people will not agree with you. And the reason they won't agree with you is because that information, that narrative... It's so deeply ingrained in their life. As much as the, like, you, you have a sour face on you now because I'm telling you to get back in your box. Oh, no, no, right? no, no, no. Little Sorry. bit, a little Sorry, bit. No, no, a little bit. bitch face. I was just... Resting bitch face, I was just, right? I was, I was intently listening. You have a sour face a small bit because you're, what's inside is kind of coming out in your face a little bit, right? <laughs> okay. Because you're like, fuck this. I want to believe that shit. But, but, but if you want if you want to, if you want to win, you have to play by the rules that are set out. So you talk about what you know. You will not win against a trust the science narrative. Not least because you are not a scientist or a medical practitioner or, or anything to do with, uh, with with that field of research or field of knowledge. You have no, you have no standing. Sorry, you don't. But you do have standing in other areas that you can be like, here's the fucking crack. This is this is unscrutable, like uh, you know, provable evidence that this is the fucking thing that happened, right? Well, uh, when and, I when but I, you're fighting against you're fighting against a bunch of people who will never bend because this information and this narrative and this attitude has been so deeply ingrained in their in their interpersonal relationships, their personality, their identity over the last two years that now when they're they're, they're told to take a vaccine, they can't not take it. Because they've aligned themselves with a political ideology that is is integral 
integrally woven into their life, into their friend groups. I even said it to Claire this morning when we were chatting over breakfast, because I was I did a show yesterday with Charlie Robinson from uh, Macroaggressions, right? And all of these concepts and shit when I'm in the Swapcast, like this is all, I'm not using notes right, I'm just fucking going from memory and there's like un, un, not fully baked ideas and fucking just concepts of shit that I'm like, you know, rolling around with. And whatever the universe gives me through the fucking mind pipe, it's coming out, right? The thing I said this morning was, imagine if you're uh, 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 the, 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 loving, the loving moniker is a libtard. So imagine if you're somebody who is so abhorrent to Donald Trump becoming the president and you swallowed all of the mainstream propaganda and you were like, fuck Donald Trump, fuck him. And at the time you were pregnant or your missus were pregnant, with a with a baby, and that baby was born into a into a very early Donald Trump presidency, and grew up around hating people with red hats, hating right wing people, hating people who were against you know uh, uh, the the trans agenda, or the the LGBTQIA PP TP TP element P agenda, against the fucking you know now against the vaccination seems to have aligned that that liberal hyper liberal stuff. Uh, you know the the cultural Marxist agenda, BLM, all that, all of that, that 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 politic and that side of politics encapsulates, right? So if you were fully in, all the chips pushed to the middle of the table against Donald Trump and for all that shit, and your kid has grown up, your kid is now five or six years of age and has a thoughts and has a mind of its own and is making fucking observations, and kids do what you do and not what you say. So how hard would it be? Even if somebody had the doubts, Ryan, about what was going on now, they're so deeply ingrained, all their fucking mates, everything they consume online, all their fr- their friend groups, their workmates, they've probably got a job where everyone's the same kind of, uh, you know, ideology. Anyone that wasn't is very quiet or has been gently pushed out. People are working from home. You're associating with the people you want to associate with. And now imagine if you had to reverse your, your concept of reality. You had to try to extricate yourself from this political ideology that you've become so deeply entrenched in. All your friend, your kid is looking at you going, fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump. And you're like, yeah, but you know what? Maybe he was, maybe he was right about a few things because Joe Biden is a fucking retard, right? You can't go back. These people are now on a train with no brakes that they cannot reverse. They've built their whole life around this ideology. So arguing with them with science or with fucking anything that might make sense to a person, the narrative in their mind is, trust the science. You don't know science, you're not a scientist. So nothing you will say will go in, ever. Because they're like fully blinkers on, I believe the mainstream thing, CNN is my Bible. And they can't move away from that, no matter how many times Project Veritas shows these cunts up to be fucking lying bastards. Like, they'll, ne- they'll never fucking capitulate because their whole life is, is built on this fucking foundation and the people around them are waiting. You know, if you say the wrong thing, you're out because that's the culture. That's the culture that they've put themselves in. So you're in a fucking, they're in a prison of their mind. 
they can't even like question something now because all the friends that they've fucking surrounded themselves with are all like baying for blood, baying for oh, who's going to say something that's a little bit right of center, and we'll fucking cancel everything. We we'll get you fired from your job. We we'll get you fucking kicked off of Twitter and Instagram, and you'll be at home on your own in the dark, fucking crying with no money and no internet. That's the culture that they've created. How can you fucking escape from that? Do you know what I mean? You can't argue with those people with science if science is their fucking, uh, their Bible or the science that they accept. But if you're taking facts, man, and you're saying this is a thing that happened, look at this thing. They'll sit with that. They'll think about that stuff. They may not change their mind now, but there's a lot of people that are kind of going, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw some fucking lesbians uh, uh, on, the, on the internet and it wasn't on in that way. So some lesbians marching in France with a big sign that says, we hate dicks. And they were attacked by an Antifa group who were saying they were fucking transphobic and they were throwing rocks and fucking fireworks at them. Bunch of lesbians attacked by uh, a pro-LGBT Antifa because they were trans-exclusional. Like, like it's eating itself. Like it's fucking uh, toxic and bananas. But that's, that's what you're, that's what you're dealing with. And that's most of the Population, unfortunately. Well, I just i I don't understand. Like you said, we we can't talk to these people. Period. Right now, I mean, like if you if you're vaccinated, and you if I want to try and bring up a study that says, oh well, you know, ninety five percent of Israel, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, no matter what I tell this person, they're they're not gonna they're gonna stick their head in the sand and they're not gonna give a shit. So when I'm talking about science, it's kind of like, and this is not, you know, me looking at a meme and then extrapolating that, like the whole graphene oxide. I was on the fence with that up until yesterday because Del Bigtree had a doctor on who's written like 70 books and 3,000 articles. His name's Dr. Robert Young. And he's like, yeah, we uh we were looking at the Pfizer vaccine and it has fucking grapha- graphene oxide in it. Like literally, the fucking guy PhD. They they did tell us about graphene study. oxide. Tell, tell me about graphene. Tell me about graphene oxide. I don't know what the big deal is. Um. Well, so I had Lindsay Sharman on and she's reported uh, on this. She was actually one of the first people that heard talking about graphene oxide. But it can, it's like the the thinnest element, but like a thousand times stronger than steel or something like that and it can send and receive messages and it can penetrate the blood brain barrier because it's so thin it's like one atom thin so the concern here is kind of like you know the old microchipped uh uh brain dead zombies you know they're going to be getting their Neuralink thing not not from actually getting an implant in the brain but from this graphene oxide that's now circulating in their bloodstream and D- del big tree again has had scientists on to show that the vaccine does not stay in your shoulder as most vaccines do stay in the injection point this vaccine is spreading throughout the body and in particularly going to the testes and the ovaries and the graphene oxide, which Dr. Robert Young has now proved that it can that it is in the vaccine, and it's so small that it can weasel its way through the blood-brain barrier. And if it's true that it can send and receive messages, and we had the whole magnet phenomena, which it's it's now showing that like 
30% of people who get the vaccine can have the magnet stick to them. Well, what does that mean? Is, is there some kind of placebo going around? Like, how come some people feel so terrible after getting the vaccine and some people are completely fine? So are, are some people getting saline? And it, it would stand to reason that it's in trials until 2023 from Pfizer. So it, it would make sense that they have a control group and then... Uh, group that is getting the real shot and they can see you know what's actually going on and then we have the spars document which i mean i I would think that you're familiar with where they said that a vaccine this is in 2017 a vaccine was going to come out nine months after they started developing it exactly how it did and um you know a bunch of people were going to get vaccinated and then uh, scores and scores of people were going to end up getting uh, vaccine injuries or die, and that Congress is going to have to pay out a bunch of money, um, and that you know several high-profile U.S. officials were going to be charged with like some kind of heinous crimes, and people are talking about uh, uh, the Nuremberg Code and everything like that. Now it's like it's playing out exactly how it did in the Spars document, and so. When I was talking about science and like examining the science, I'm not you know concocting my own thing or. You know, I absolutely lifting. understand you. I, yeah. I understand you're not like the, the the nature of science is to question the accepted reality to go well. Listen, is that the way it is? Like you know, the simplest example is for fucking hundreds of years, Kant thought the fucking world was flat, and then you know Galileo came along and he was like, oh, I think it might be round, and he's like, you're a fucking heretic. You can't. We're gonna burn and now you. David White for saying that. Turning the clock back on that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, like, but like, there's a there, there, like all of that stuff you said. Do you do you believe it? Do you believe that the graphene oxide or whatever's in the vaccine makes magnets stick to your arm? Like, do you think that to be injecting you with is uh, enough aluminium to be able to make like a fridge magnet stick to your arm? I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think so. I think also brought that up. He he was looking at scientific studies and it said that graphene oxide uh, is not magnetic. But then they found another study uh, that said if it's particularly formulated with some kind of method and like I'm not I don't want to speak out of my ass, but this is what he Mm. just reported on his show last week was that there's a specific way that you can formulate it in which it has like more electrons and it can be magnetic. So, I mean, right. it's not out of the realm of possibility that you can magnetize graphene oxide. Yeah, do you do you believe it though? Um like cuz you can say that and be scientifically correct. And if you're saying the graphene oxide is going into the body and it's finding its way into the testicles and the ovaries and people are complaining about swollen testicles, like that's an immune response to like a you know, foreign body or a foreign agent. Like what are they what what you know, what's the end game? They're trying to sterilize cunts? Like if they're gonna if they're if they're doing that, I I would look I would look at uh instances in historically where the people involved in this whole operation have done that before. Like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in, in India. Yeah. Or the pol- polio vaccines in Africa and people are like suing because they're all got sterilized. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, it stands to reason, yeah, cool, you can get into the fucking weeds and get into like graphene oxide going to the testicles and having a load of lads like Nicki Minaj's cousin's mate 
on my balls. Like, sure. Do you know? On my fucking, my dick is fucking Bluetooth active now. Oh, like, it keeps on showing up on, on my fucking Xbox. Like, That'll be an iPhone that, app to turn your dick on or off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta buy a monthly subscription for boners now. You know what I mean? Yeah. This kind of thing. You can't get, you can't get hired unless you fucking connect up. But your, EDs your, are your real problem card. nowadays, man. I mean, you know, I mean, fucking companies like Blue Chew and Viagra. I mean, they're going crazy because I mean, there's such a demand for it. For 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 uh, immense boners. Yeah, I mean, like, so the the larger point being that. Uh, like procreation and sexuality has been under attack for such a long time, it would stand to reason that you know this would be, you know, a larger coup control. of of mm. destroying um, that part. Could I could, could I say to you that there's loads of lads using blue chew and all of these fucking boner pills because for the rest of the time when they're not like with a lady, they're at home fucking pulling the guts out of themselves to the immense amount of free porn that's available on the internet yeah i mean well, that's that's why i, I won't ED i won't suggest so i won't suggest that you or i sitting at the computer that we're sitting at now at the screen we're looking at now have never looked at porn on this very same computer i mean could would we be lying if we said we didn't actually i i had never have on my computer now you have a whole separate computer for porn it's like a whole like an air gapped one and you only use like DVDs in the nineties or something like that. It's like some old Dell computers. Like I like them classic. I like to wait. I like to. I like to wait for my porn to load. The graininess I'm just saying. really gets me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that film grain. Yeah, mm. uh, thirty five mil really gets me off. It's like Christopher Nolan's porn. Yeah. I can hardly mm. tell what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what kind of the skin tones are really fucked up? That's really pink. Um, but seriously, like, like that's you know, you could say, oh, they're trying to fucking poison your dick, or you could say that they're trying to poison your mind because they are because porn is for free, and you know, OnlyFans has a bunch of young ones fingering themselves for six ninety nine a month, completely debasing themselves, and then you're not allowed to say, hey, stop fingering yourself for six ninety nine a month and selling all your fucking 18-year-old pussy pictures that are going to be on the internet forever because, like, sex work is real work and, you know, it's a forbidden topic that you're not allowed to criticize, If you, especially if you're a man, especially if you're a straight man. You're not allowed to fucking say, hey, I don't think it's a good idea that a load of young ones, when they got fucking furloughed from their jobs during corona, all just started taking pictures of the inside of their va- vaginal canals and selling them for, like, the lowest price that pornographer pornographers have ever been paid in the history of porn like selling their fucking pictures of their fucking gaping pooching asshole winking in the fucking moonlight for three dollars to some cunt from fucking india going nice tits man show me your butthole for three dollars took me a week to save up huh you know what like, and i was thinking the same exact thing fuck, why man? are these girls not like making their profile like two hundred dollars a pop you know, it's like you're saying, it's like six ninety nine, ten dollars a month. Yeah, maybe they've maybe they've been demoralized. Maybe they've been told that they're not good looking from the massive amount of, uh, you know, Instagram media, the fucking uh, filter system and all the Snapchats and Instagrams and all this kind of crack. Every magazine, every fucking TV show, everybody's done up to the nines all the time. Your clothes are shit. You're too fat. Your arse is too big. Your tits are too small. Your fucking tits are the wrong size. One is too big and one's too small. And they call you Biggie Smalls. Your fucking tits are cockeyed. You got a little poochy belly. Your fanny lips 
are too long. Your fanny lips are too short. Your outside fanny lips are too fat. It looks like a fucking kebab. Like everything that could be wrong with a woman's body has been told to them in whatever kind of body that you have. Every woman has like a fucking a complex about what their body looks like. And as a, as a, and then uh, as a, as a, Oh, it's being beamed into my head now as a fucking, as a fucking counteraction to taking that, taking, to, to, to taking control of that situation, right? To become, to become, to take ownership, to prove that they're not. Lizzo. They'll go, well, Lizzo's I'm going to sell. on the swimsuit edition of like Sports yeah. Illustrated or Oh, with shit. the fucking, with the fuck, did you see that thing with the, the uh, a load of, a load of the swim, there's a load of swimsuits and they're fucking for, for quote unquote women who don't tuck. And I'm like. So there's a lot of women swimsuits with fucking dick holes in them. That's weird. What? Did you see that? No. I, I, I sent it to you later. Uh, uh, it was this, I saw it on Instagram, it's this big spread, this big fashion spread for, for Vogue or something like that. Um, yeah, so like so like these girls have been demoralized and told your body is shit. So as a way to empower themselves, they're going to go, well, I'm going to go and sell it online and I'm going to feel gratification because people want to look at my naked body for $6.99 a month. Like... Like, like to demoralize somebody. That's what they do. That's what they do with fucking actresses when they go to LA. Maybe I'm speaking out of pocket here because I'm a fucking white man from Ireland who has never created a pornographic image in his life, but consumed an awful lot. Like these girls go to LA and they're all like, I want to be an actress. And they're like, yeah, come over for a photo shoot. Take your top off. Come here. Suck on that. And I'll give you a thousand dollars. Suck on that. And I'll give you $150. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we make you a star. And then they do fucking tree films. And then they send them back to fucking Idaho or some shit like that because it's always about the new girls, new girls, new girls. Like there's a documentary on that uh, um, on fucking Netflix and there's a house in LA and it just takes in new girls are coming from fucking Ohio or Idaho or Wyoming. Hi, my name's Tammy. I'm from Wyoming. Come on in, Tammy, and uh, show us, fucking sit on this two liter bottle of Coke up your arsehole or whatever. And then they, they get like five videos out of them and then they fuck them off because it's just like this this rotating wheel of churn. Uh, but if people aren't allowed to travel, you're not allowed to go from city to city. You're not allowed to congregate on a porn set with like, you know, 10 dudes and a sound guy and a lights guy and all that stuff. What's the way to, to get all those girls to, to do porn? It's to fucking demoralize them and make them feel that they can be empowered by doing, making it themselves at home. No, that's not the majority of cases, obviously. And maybe I am speaking out of turn. Maybe I don't understand anything. I, I am in the process of communicating with a bunch of different people online. I have I got messages. I said this on a show a while ago. I think it was on the Ian Huntley show or something like that. I was talking about this shit. And I got a bunch of messages. People were like, I'm a sex worker. Do you want to talk to me firsthand? And I said, I will. And I'd love to. And I'd love to hear the justifications and stuff behind it. But there's there's it just feels to me, and it might be some kind of puritanical you know, anti-sex person. I don't think I am, but maybe I am. I'm quite vanilla when it comes to my sexual appetites compared to some other motherfuckers. But like, that just doesn't seem right that a girl of 18 is at home. She can't get a job. So she wants a few pound. And then they all go on TikTok and they're all like, I made $80,000 this month from selling pictures of my cooch. And, and to me, that's a fucking honey trap. Like, that's like, you're advertising to other girls to go, if you want to make 80,000. And then they go, yeah! And then they take a load of fucking videos of themselves, ram themselves with a fucking 8-inch dildo, and they only make like $330. But those videos are out on the internet forever. And you sold your fucking, you sold your, your permanent dignity for the lowest amount of money possible. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, people are being demoralized. They're being made to feel worthless. They're being made to feel... Um, unworthy 
And if you're able to tap into that shit, you can get them to do whatever you want in order to feel that worth, you know? It is really crazy, man. I mean, um, uh, kind of embarrassing, like a guilty pleasure, but it helps me sleep. Uh, I listen to uh, ASMR videos. And, yes. And so, um, you know, I follow a bunch of different creators and stuff like that, and it, it helps me sleep. Um, so... Like you just click the description and then you know it takes you to a link tree, and now I'm finding that a bunch of these girls that I listen to for ASMR they're uh, they're doing the fucking uh, what's the fucking porn site? OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah. So uh, uh, like at least half of them now, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like you were just this like innocent fucking like would never harm a fly or do anything raunchy. Like, you know, you're sitting here licking your you fingers and, and turning a magazine and explaining, like, fucking different shapes of umbrellas or whatever the fuck. And now, like, you go to your link tree and you have an OnlyFans and, you know, God knows what's going on over there. I, I It's kind of crazy. But they don't... They don't actually have to probably... Those ASMR girls have a very specific market where they just have to make the noises. They don't actually have to show themselves doing anything. They just have to be like... Or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, that's good enough for an ASMR guy if that's what gets, well, that's what gets you going ASMR-wise. I mean, that's probably the most innocent kind of way of doing it. But, like, the, 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 the beast needs feeding. And we go back to stuff we were talking about earlier on, where they're fucking acquiring kids and young girls for human trafficking and stuff. The beast needs to be fed, bro. Speaking of the beast, what do you? Th- what What is this right now? Like, because me and Lindsay, we were talking a lot about end times, and I, I, yeah. I kind of think that like there's there's something to it. I wanted to bring it up with Alex Akiris, but I, I just escaped my mind. But like, there's something going on with like end times prophecy. I mean it. It's a little on the nose sometimes. By the way, you're scoffing. <laughs> it seems like you don't hold a similar opinion. I mean, the end of the world is always just around the corner, man. The thought it was happening in the fifties. The th- like the thought it was happening in fucking World War One was the end of times. Come on, this is the great, different. They call it the Great War, the war to end all wars. And then motherfuckers came out and went, "Oh, you thought that was a war? Wait till you see the next one." Like. Same cons doing the same shit again 30 years later. They thought it was the 50s with the fucking uh, the atomic bomb from the, from the Ruskies. The, 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 the red panic or whatever, the, you know, the, the, the socialist panic in America. They're going to fucking, there's going to be nuclear war. Everyone's building bunkers in their back garden. The 60s, Vietnam, still Cold War, but Vietnam and everyone sent off the war. The 70s ramped up again with fucking... Um, you know, uh, the Bretton Woods being cancelled and the dollar is going to die and Vietnam escalated and you had domestic disturbance at home, a recession, uh, Nixon was fucking ousted, the 80s, the Iraq war. Like, the end of the world is always around the corner, bro. I, the 90s. And I agree with that. There's, global there's a lot warming of started coming in. Where, like, people, you know, I mean, fucking 1918 Russia probably seemed like the end of the world. Fucking yeah. communist revolution, China, culture war, China, it probably seemed like the end of the world. Like, there's probably yeah. a lot of end of the worlds for a lot of different people, but this is like one of the few times where the entire world is in lockstep all at the same time. The entire uh, world, like, fucking locked down, mapped China, up. Now China is totally, China's totally fine, bro. Those motherfuckers in China 
are having barbecues and skipping around the place and going for drinks and going to restaurants and working and they're fucking while they're being social credit scored and yeah but i mean like uh, not in that way obviously they live they're living in a dystopian nightmare but it's nothing to do with like vaccine vaccination lockdowns or like that they're just fucking living life man going to concerts and shit like that having the crack there's lads, there's people in Italy uh, burning their burning their vaccination cards and then just going about their day, uh, going to restaurants and eating and being like, hey, what are you going to do? Like, they're, they're just refusing to comply. Like, uh, America makes it seem like, and I'm very entrenched in American, you know, media, culture, politics, because it's part of my job, but also because it's way more interesting than Irish stuff. Like, Irish stuff is pretty annoying, to be honest. Like, it's very parochial and very hinky and fucking cowpoke shit like and it's as corrupt as anywhere else but like but it's so it's so, on a union it's so visibly wanted i'm sorry i don't want to talk over you i'm sorry go on go on um, go on but on a union of the unwanted you like everybody was kind of dicking around and you're like hey guys listen like i, I want to joke around i want to fuck around but like shit's getting serious like here i was like that was i yeah it, it sounded it sounded like more of a somber tone where like you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all well and good, but like, shit is fucking happening, and it's it's getting kind of crazy. Shit is happening, but in what context? Like, what kind of shit are you talking about? Are you talking about like, you know? I mean, Ireland's uh, rolling man, out its own man, vaccine passport, like where you have to either test yeah. negative, and there's like a a red, yellow, and green kind of system, and like all of that bullshit. Yeah, the vaccine passports in the UK have been have been announced to be outlawed, but like any of that stuff can f- turn on a dime at any point. Like they can flip flop and just go, no, but this, like Biden uh, vaccine- said, he's like, like, I'm I'm against mandating the vaccine, and now he's mandating the vaccine. Yeah, but he said he was for jobs for fucking you know coal miners and the, like, coal they is the best thing ever, and then in the flip, yeah, of course, because he's a fucking cunt, like for want <laughs> of a better word. Point? It's just a cunt. Yeah. And uh, so, like, like, I'm trying to remain hopeful, bro. I'm trying to go, like, what's happened in the last three months that's given a, given a bit of hope, do you know? People are getting vaccinated. People are, the, 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 the lockdown restrictions are being lifted. There is, you know, the negative aspect of creating a caste system of, you know, vaccinated and unvaccinated people. And then there's fucking smarmy, self-congratulatory, hypocritical cunts like Jimmy Kimmel coming out saying like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, remember when I did blackface with uh, Adam Carolla on that TV show? Forget about that. Uh, if an unvaccinated person comes in uh, with a, you know, with a gunshot wound and then somebody else who's vaccinated has a stubbed toe, I'm going to p- treat the person with stubbed toe first in the hospital because you don't deserve to live if you're unvaccinated. You're like, fuck off, Jimmy Kimmel, you fucking yeah. fake crying cunt. Yeah, blackface wearing hypocritical misogynist decades nothing wrong with misogyny but if you're fucking going oh misogyny is really bad but it got me where i am today but then i just like had to revoke it uh, when i was in the fucking you know the child blood drinking fucking cum party with the rest of them like and i had to be like i will forever you know postulate the idea that whatever the fucking liberals say i'm gonna like fuck off jimmy kimmel do you know what i mean like it's this kind of shit that that sickens my bollocks like that's what I mean when I say things are getting serious. It's that the fucking propaganda machine is so hardcore. And probably that union unwanted was in May, 
maybe yeah it was something like that june it was a while ago that was that was when we were looking in the barrel of like mandated vaccines we were looking in the barrel of like you know no one being able to travel no place and we were what they were doing was they were opening and opening and closing it back down again giving you the hope and then taking hope away that's exactly there's only what so many times going on there's only so many times you can do that before people just become absolutely demoralized and they don't want to do anything anymore they don't even want to try they don't even want to try. It's like fucking, you know, prison break and you try and get out two or three times and then the next thing you just fucking accept your fate and you go, what do I need to do to just get on with my life? This thing. Okay, I'll do it. But then that's not the final answer. And as you well know, I mean, I, I know I don't need to tell you this, but I mean, Israel has already gotten the third shot in a lot of people's arms they're even talking about a fourth this is going to be an endless cycle of new variants and boosters i mean this seems like a a, a bi-yearly fucking shot that they want to do at least for 10 years i mean that's pfizer's plan as they've laid it out and who's to say whether pfizer's plan is going to come true or not like i get all of that but there, it's already happening in israel there biden already said oh yeah yeah the fda is going to approve uh, third shot, no doubt. But when he was giving that speech, Pfizer had just submitted that very day an application for a third shot to the FDA. So Biden was already influencing the FDA on what to do with that third shot. And so it's like yeah. the third shot's coming down the pike, and it's just going to be these endless variants of boosters. What What was very clever, and I haven't really figured out how and why it was done, is that Pfizer and BioNTech and uh, AstraZeneca and uh, Moderna, but Pfizer was first, and they got quote-unquote FDA approval, right, about three or four weeks ago. But what they did was they took the vaccine that they had at the time, at that moment, and they named it something like... Comernity. Comernity, yeah, right. The name of Comernity, and that was like the the, the chemical compound or whatever in that was uh, um, copyrighted and registered and all that stuff and sent to the FDA and the FDA went bang. Okay, that particular thing is approved. But then Pfizer can go and they can jig it around and they can change it into the, to the booster shot and they can change it for this or that or this. But the common line, and we're talking about like question the science and all that stuff. The main the main line. Uh, the common answer when you say, well, it's not fucking FDA approved and it's still in, you know, it's, it's like, no, it has been FDA approved. <laughs> you know, cr crossing your arms and going like, you're wrong. It has been FDA approved. The, the, trying to disentangle that narrative by going, well, really, they've taken one part of it. or just It's like a, it's like a fucking a, a, a save state in a computer game. It's like you saved, you saved the vaccine development at this point and you've submitted that to the FDA and they said, that's grand, but you can change it afterwards and give people that after. And it's in whatever big EULA things you got to sign or whatever, and they can change it to whatever they want. But that thing, the headline is Pfizer FDA approved. And AstraZeneca did it for their one as well, and they called it something weird, like fucking Savulon or something like that. And then Moderna did it as well, and they call it like in Injectophile or something, <laughs> something fucked up. No, no, I have, I actually have them here. Somebody sent it here, and I, I somebody in my Discord sent it, and I, I actually thought that they were so ridiculous. I'm actually going to look it up now. Oh my! Uh, oh yeah, one, one, the, 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 the Pfizer Biontech one is called Comernity. The Moderna one is called Spikevax. Imagine that. <laughs> Spikevax. Spikevax. And the AstraZeneca one will be called 
Vaxevria. Now, I don't know if that's a joke, but that's put on Twitter by the Health Canada and FPH or F or PHAC, the, the Government uh, of Canada Health official Twitter account. So Vaxevria, Spike Vax, and Comernity. Like, what the fuck is going on Vax there? Everyone. Like, that's. <laughs> That's some shenanigans, man. On our Monsanto episode, we talked about how companies do that shit. Yep. And when you go to sue the company and they'll, they'll annex off a part of the company and you're getting to sue that thing and then they go, well, that part of the company went out of business. Uh, how long have you got left with your terminal cancer? About six months. Yeah. We're, it's going to take about eight months to process the new documents. So sorry for you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, it's fucking textbook shit. Like, and that's the stuff I'm talking about. You can't argue with the science of it, but you can, demonstrate the means more of an opportunity to be able to construct your company in such a way that you'll be able to get away with stuff should any you know nefarious action take place like it's 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 pretty cut and dry like when you when you look at it that way like they're they've got they've got form it's like why why the fuck do the do the the government or why the fuck do the police keep tabs on lads who just got released from prison because they've got you know, pre- previous form for for committing crimes, and you're out on parole, and you know you're not supposed to associate with the people that you've previously committed crimes with. You have to report in, you know, for a certain period of time to make sure that you're not skipping the country, or you're not somewhere you're not supposed to be for a while. Like, there's a reason parolees have to go through that system because they're more likely the recidivism rate in America is is quite high, especially in low low to to middle income. Um, areas where people are committing crimes especially drug related crimes they're, they're more likely to go back to their addictive ways and commit crimes again so they have to keep an eye on them <laughs> the same should be said for all of these companies and all of these fucking politicians who are in there for 20 and 30 and 40 years signing off these things to fucking put money in the in the pockets of these uh, um, massive uh, uh pharmaceutical companies and stuff like that these cunts are still doing the same thing they still have the same job they're still voted in by the same people and they're still fucking making laws and and turning the table so that the the same cunts can make this loads and loads of money and the fucking revolving and, and, door and between like the fba really. the epa yeah, yeah. and all of these huge fucking mega corporations i mean it's literally yeah. a revolving door between the agency what is it they approve something for that particular corporation yeah. and then they quit and then they go fucking sign with that corporation for like five million dollars a year or whatever the fuck i think i think is that was it the head of the fba uh, fda is now the head of pfizer is that something, what it was something yeah like something like that Something like that. We're, we're like, going off went the from cop, one job so to the no other. one hold our feet to the fire. On that. Yeah, yeah, of course. We, you know, we're conspiracy theorists. We don't have to be truthful or <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but like, seriously, like this is all really con- like uh, you know conceptual stuff, and it's it's more like you know a, a chat about the culture of it rather than the actual facts. Like, and I know when I do the deep dives, I'm coming with facts and coming with info that's been gleaned from the internet and it's been you know checked to the the veracity that I can check it to, which sometimes is not very much. It's sometimes like, I read this thing in a place that this was said, don't think that's true. Like run the bullshit meter over it and see, does it actually make any sense or could it be possibly true? Like a lot of this stuff, man, like a lot of the stuff that you've said there, I'm kind of wincing going like, yeah, I'd love to believe it. But at the same time, where'd you get it from? Like any of the the stuff you were saying there about like the, the, the graphene oxide and all that stuff. Like, I don't know nothing about that. And I'd love to believe because I, 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 like I'm not, I haven't taken the vaccine and I'm going to hang on for as long as I can until, you know, the boys are at the door 
saying like we're going to fucking take your kids or something like that's and and that you know what I'm only half joking about that, but that very well could well, happen. No, that's being that you're if, like if you listen to the propaganda report, I mean Brad uh, Binkley, he's been focused on this subject where the media is seeding things like oh anti-vax parents are getting sick with COVID and spreading it to their children. It, what should we do about that? So they're already yeah. like laying the groundwork for that discussion. But there's lads like you and I that will hear a statement like that and go, uh-oh, like that's what's coming. Because we know how it works. And because we know, we, we know these motherfuckers have form and not dissimilar to the, you know, the satanic rituals on the Australian news. They need to show us what they're doing before they do it. They need to tell you, um, the 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 easiest and and most effective form of mind control, Ryan, is repetition. Yep. Safe and effective. Easiest, safe and effective. Safe and effective. The easiest and most effective form of mind control is repetition. Yep. Like people need to remember that shit. Like they're just saying that stuff again and again and again. I ha- I, I you know I'm on Reddit and I look at a lot of these news videos, and uh, I'm sure there's some clever bastard that's after making up a graph of the amount of times in the last like six to nine months that news reports have had the phrase new world order said at some point, if not multiple times in different news, news reports. They're saying it like every that. day in Australia. Every fucking it's day. It's unbelievable. Bro. Every day. I can't believe how, how open and it's like, they know what the, the weight that that makes or like the ripples that that causes in the conspiracy community. And they just yeah. keep trotting premieres out there and saying the same fucking thing. New, this is the new world order. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what they like. So look at what, what do you think is the end game? What's the fucking beef? Cause you get caught. And that's another thing with getting, getting stuck into this science, you know, getting into fucking spike proteins and graphene oxide and all that. You know, like Dell big tree, great dude, like very plugged into that information set has a, a a massive cohort of you know very highly qualified medical personnel who are willing to go along with the the anti-vaccination narrative and be able to provide medical and scientific information to support that argument but like are, are they any more or less credible than the people who are pushing it and for what reason are they getting monetarily compensated you know for for going on all of these and i mean obviously they're not making as much money and going on podcasts and YouTube channels as they would be if they were taking backhanders off of multi-billion dollar or multi-trillion dollar pharmaceutical right. companies. But like, if they're not willing to go along with it for, you know, moral reasons or, or, or whatever, that they're, they feel an obligation to do no harm or, uh, and they're coming on all these shows and telling these people, like you get fucking bogged down in all of the minutia of all of those little bits of details. And, you, and, and, I think a lot of people need to step back and 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 look at the bigger picture, like what's actually happening. Do you know? Uh, a little a little kind of thought project that I do sometimes. I think of you know nine eleven, and when it happened, uh, I, I was walking down the streets of Dublin, and uh, everything on the news, every radio station, every newspaper, nine eleven, nine eleven, fucking end of the world. Like, this is terrorism. Fucking, you know, you know they weren't talking about Osama Bin Laden at this stage, but then it grew into that and it grew into fucking, we got to get these Afghanistani Taliban motherfuckers. And, you know, um, not a word about Saudi Arabia, even though 17 of the 19 lads were Saudi Arabian. And which is, which is changing now, by the way, as well, because they don't need Saudi Arabian oil anymore. Saudi Arabia are on the outs with America. So they're starting to say 20 years later, did you know 17 of those 19 lads were Saudi Arabian? I think Saudi Arabia needs to fucking answer some questions because they don't need them cunts no more anyway. 
right? And I was looking in the streets and it was like, like fucking birds are singing, sun is shining, nobody's doing, lad's sweeping the, sweeping the path in front of his shop, you know, morning, how are you doing? There was no fucking 9-11 here, it wasn't the end of the world, but you were made to feel like it was, everyone was, it was heavy on you, man, you know. Uh, Tommy Tiernan did a joke about it, like, and he was, you know, looking over at the TV, and the TV is like, the world is fucked, the world is fucked, and then he was like, he went in to fill a glass of water in the kitchen, and he was looking out the window, and there was fucking rabbits going across the garden, and there the birds in the trees, like, that's, that, that's what's going on now, there's a lot of people that are like, the fucking world, people are dropping dead in the streets, and then they look out, and like, everything in their house is fine. Not my street. People out in the streets, for fine, yeah. huh? Well, not on your like street. you would say, like you look out the window, you're watching the news. They're saying bodies are in the streets. You look out in the street. Oh, nobody's in my street. Not in the, not in my street either, man. I hit those lads out mowing the lawn this morning. Morning, neighbor. How we doing, boss? What's the crack? You know, fucking lovely day, grand day, grand fine soft day. Going into the shop, going around little people wearing masks, sure, but like, so how are you? All right, yeah. What's crack? Something someone's not wearing thing, a mask. Man. Like we no can't, one's saying we can't that just gloss over the mask thing. I mean, like, there's obviously a ritual element to that. It's turned into a coronavirus episode, red, uh, but like, I, it's, you know, I know. I get. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, um, yeah, you get caught up in it, dude. Like, uh, people, you got hot for it. <laughs> Will I tell you? Because I, 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 got, like, I get pissed. So I, I know. I'll admit, I'll admit to this in my truck. Uh, when I'm driving around and I hear a contentious point on a podcast, I literally pause the podcast and fucking lose it. Yeah. <laughs> and but that's but that's but that's where they want you to be, though, son. Yeah, that's where they want I you know. to be like because your fucking brain power. You know, you have enough knowledge in your head to be able to figure it out in a different way. But what's happening is you're being fed a whole load of fucking minute details by, let's say, our side. That's fucking clogging up your brain pipes. And then somebody else says something or you fucking hear something on, on you know, a Jimmy Dore thing, like where he takes a, pulls out a news report and just goes, look at this fucking crazy shit. <laughs> and, and and you're sitting there and you feel your blood pressure rising because the fucking news, and you're like, you don't watch the news, but you only watch the news through the lens of somebody who's criticizing it. And you're going, oh my God, is this what all these other fucking dumb bastards are watching and believe swallowing like fucking you know, a child swallows porridge. Like, um, 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 lovely, more, more. Like, they're fucking bleeding. Like, and you get mad. Your blood pressure start rising. You start getting, you start fucking losing, losing the faith in everybody else around you. You're walking through the fucking, uh, you're walking through the supermarket and you're seeing people with masks on. And somewhere inside you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, fucking sheep, these fucking stupid bastards, like wearing these fucking masks. Or like, you know, someone's not wearing a mask and you see other people giving them the side eye and you're like, you fucking, you fuck off, you. You need to fucking remove yourself from that shit. That's the poison. Like you getting hot and then getting forgetting everything out and you're getting blinkered and you're like, like sucked into this fucking thing and it pulls you down like a treu, getting sucked down into the fucking quicksand in the lever ending story, bro. And you're like stuck talking about that thing. It's darkness all around you. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again, conspiracy wise. You can't see anything else around. You can't look back at the bigger picture. You can't see. You're stuck talking about graphene oxide. And you don't really know how it works, but you know that it's important because somebody's told you it's important. It feels like it's important. You're stuck in your fucking feels, bro. You can't get past that anger. You can't get past that frustration. You can't get past that disaffectedness, that fucking disconnection, the depersonalization, the, 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 the disparateness. 
of the knowledge that you have compared to what you're seeing in the world. There's a fucking a filter of 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 brokenness. It's a broken mirror that you're looking out at the world with through your eyes, where you know in your head this is not the way it is, and yet the whole world goes into your eyes in a totally different way than you know it really is. And and you seem mental, like in they live, you you seem mental. To your own self, plus the fact, put on top of that, the social construction of you having to behave like a normal person and not be like, you fucking, there's your package, you fucking sheep, cunt, bitch, with a fucking mask on and <laughs> living in a bubble, not even opening the door for me because you're afraid of COVID, you stupid cunt. Have a nice day now. Like, what you really want to say is that, but then you have to put on that facade, which, you know, builds up levels of shame and guilt because you're not being your true self. I, I I feel from you that you're a pretty like upfront, honest dude, and you want to speak your mind. Yeah. But all day, every day, you're forced to fucking live like a, a, a lie, live a facade of a personality that you don't truly believe in, which is putting fucking every day. You're putting another layer of that veneer on you, of like, oh, I'm not really living my true self, and there's a guilt to it. There's an anger. It's a resentment. You're resenting your yourself. That's exactly where they want you to be. Too angry to see what's going on, even though you think you know the truth. And then whatever, whatever then comes that fucking, whatever little tidbit that, 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 that makes a crack, makes a dent in that official narrative, makes you feel like, oh, there's somebody out there that fucking gets it, man. You're just looking for somebody like to, 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 I'm not saying you personally, I'm saying like the, 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 the people who are getting fucking hot over the shit. Not this is all not directed particularly at you personally. I'm saying like a person who's in the position that you're in is going, I fucking ah, oh, and people who agree with me, and what happens in that in that instance? That's how fucking cults and shit are made. Like that's how you get mad motherfuckers believing, going so far as to to take that that Q pill, and go like, well, I believe this, and they get you in just with a little bit, man. They just put the tip, just the tip goes in, and you get a little bit wet, and then the next thing, fuck, you're getting eight inches, whether you like it or not, and you're too deep in. And like what I said about the other side, you're, you're, you, you know, you're too entrenched. You're, all your company, all your people, all your fucking cohorts, the people, you, friends you made online, all this stuff. You're, you're too deep into that side to then extricate yourself from it. And people find themselves like in the Capitol building going like, wait a second, did we, we're, we, what the fuck is, we were, we were outside a minute ago and now we're, and now we're fucking terrorists. Hold on a minute. How do you get out of here? Just follow the red rope, sir. Just follow the red rope all the way around. <laughs> like, that's that's how that shit happened. Yeah. Because people were just fucking sucked into the fuck. And, uh, you know, so, like, whatever's happening on the left or whatever's happening with mainstream and all that kind of stuff, the same the, the same uh, uh, mechanisms of control are being, are being pushed on people who are into conspiracy theories, which has now gone mainstream. I'm really trying to work on myself and trying to not get caught up in this stuff and get sucked in to these fucking... You know these streams, these these very attractive and and sometimes possibly like more lucrative streams of narratives that you get loads of listeners. Like I get shit because I don't go far enough, and then I get shit on the other side sometimes because I don't go too uh, like uh, I go too far. So like I I'm gonna try and stay true to myself and be like a little bit more objective and kind of go. Let's not fucking lose the run of myself here. Some stuff is real, some stuff is not real, and you really have to like not let your uh, emotions get the better of you while still keeping them alive and not switching them off completely. Like, that's a fucking hard balance, you know? And if you're all head, you get caught up in the minutiae. 
trying to figure out what fucking graphene oxide does. And if you're all heart, you're you're looking around with a smile on your face thinking, I would fucking kill every one of these cunts if I could. Stupid, sheep, cunt bastards. And you're all in your heart because you, you're not allowed to think with your head because you're fucking in a job job. Or you think Donald nope. Trump's going to resume the presidency any any day now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Biden, Biden's going to croak it. Kamala Harris, who's been very quiet lately, to be fair. Where the fuck is Kamala? Do you know? Where the fuck is that bitch? Mm. Uh, uh, Biden's going out there with fucking with pull tabs on the side of his ear for his his brand new facelift or whatever. And uh, shout, shouting at fucking Hillary Clinton at the 9-11 memorial. Hey, Hillary! Remember a couple of years ago when you fell? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Joe, put your mask back up. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, fucking mad cunt. But those people got so far into it. They got so far into it that now they can't get out. Some of them are in jail. Some cunts are in fucking solitary confinement for like, since January. Crazy. Since January. Because they went to, went, to, went, to, went to Washington. And then the news are trying to say it's as bad as 9-11. It was like 150 cunts just walked through the red ropes in the Capitol building, and one lad took a took a selfie, and it's not like they they can lie and say that they desecrated it or fucked it up, or you know, AOC was like, my my life was in danger. It's like, bitch, you weren't even in the building. Mm-hmm. You're fucking full of shit. You weren't even in the building. She was like down There's the block videos or whatever of the, the fuck, down the fucking road, down the, up the road. She was, and there were videos of the people in the building not really doing anything. They weren't coming in, setting fire to place with torches. No, nobody had any weapons. Literally just they walking just, like, through, take, taking pictures, walking through. Taking pictures, doing selfies, making funny Instagram stories, and t- taking a, 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 a lectern as a souvenir, taking a flag here and there, or going into people's offices and taking pictures. Oh, look at their emails are open. Wah, 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 wah. Like, do you know? And, and then they're all terrorists, and they're all fucking on, like, terror watch lists, and they're in jail forever as, like, federal criminals. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't let your fucking... Hard to get the better of your oh, no, and vice me, versa. Man. I mean, and I know you're not speaking directly to me, but I mean, I am not. Th- there's plenty of people I uh, that are vaccinated. That I have great relationships with, and we we always joke back and forth, like, like, oh, you dumbass anti-vaxxer, but like, eh, well, you'll be in, you'll be dead in seven months, and then so you know we, <laughs> you know, I, like, I mean, I I bring you I bring you flowers when you ha- when you got cancer <laughs> next year, right, or when your balls explode, you know, uh, you know whatever it is. Um, but I don't know, like sometimes, like I was listening to that Ben Greenfield fucking interview yesterday and this guy, Dr. Matt Cook was saying like vaccinated immunity is better than natural immunity. And I was just like, you fucking piece of shit, dude. That's not true. Again, bro. You're getting hot. I could see it on your face. The minute you, the minute you started talking about that, you went into a different place in your head. I could see it on your face. Yeah. Where you were like, and hey, my friends, but then I was listening to this, like you, you it literally, like your Change. your whole demeanor changed because you're you were going back into an emotional memory there of how you felt when you heard that for the first time, reliving it like a memory, but feeling those same feelings about it. Your face went redder, like like you can't you can't. Gordo, I get it. Let I the get informa- what you're saying, man. Bro, you can't let the information fuck with your fucking. We went from 15 like days of flattening the curve to if you have a company over 100 people, then you have to get back. I know to that, man. It's it's literally accelerating. That, man. It's such it's a bullshit. Race. I know that it's bullshit. It's bullshit. bullshit. But but you fucking you have to fucking you have to just to be to, to be, get on that fucking stoic thing, you know. Yeah. 
What is it like? What is it like? Uh, you know, let it let it happen. Let it have anof ano ano anafaris or something. What's this? What's the shit they say? Anafaris. No, no, <laughs> she's that one from Scary Movie. But they have this like Latin term that they and say. Twin, and it's just like I <laughs> love <poison everywhere>. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing. What? Is, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had to I had to look that up because it's it's uh, stoic uh, mantra. Uh, Latin. Oh, meditation Latin by Greek. Marcus Aurelius is a great book, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's Greek. It's Greek, isn't it? Yeah, Greek. But I mean, what, what's that shit they say? Sorry, now for the fucking dead air. <laughs> uh, uh, is it no Dio Valente? No, God is dead. What's this thing they say? Ah. Uh, Fuck it. Dead air. Sorry, man. No, no worries. The Stoics, what they do, this is what the Stoics do. They just say, like, look, this is what I actually wanted. This is brilliant. This is this is exactly how it's supposed to be. And if you genuinely feel that, like, you're hacking into the universe to create a positivity, to create, like, something from the bullshit. Like, like <laughs> all the conspiracy theorists were like, this is fucking bullshit, this is fucking bullshit. All the constable podcasts were like, this is fucking bullshit. Like getting on the fucking, we've got it, we got to fucking protest, man. We've got to get to Washington, D.C., bro. And you're like, do you or can you sit in your studio with a big fucking smile on your face and talk about shit on the internet and rake in loads of money and say, this is exactly how it's supposed to be? Because there's no, you can't fucking affect change in, the, in any other way. Like we're not going to be able to affect meaningful change in the world. What we can do is talk about it. We can put those we can put those ideas out into the world and see what happens. But we can't get angry when those intangible creations don't have a physical effect. Like we can't get mad. And, and I've learned that more than anybody. I wanted to go to America and I fucking did everything that I could to go and fucking make documentaries in America. And I got so angry at, at first at the people because they wouldn't give me any money. Like I deserved it. What a fucking dickhead. But it's because I wanted it so much that I was putting the blame on other people. And then I started blaming myself and I fucking went into my guilt spirals and all. Going like, oh, fuck, you know. Like, I can't let that affect me emotionally or psychologically because I'm not affecting the change that I think that my influence uh, uh, deserves. I don't have that much influence, really. Nobody really does. Like Joe Rogan went on and said, fucking, I took a bunch of ivermectin and a bunch of fucking Regeneron and, and everybody got up his arsehole about it. And then fucking, what did we get? A, a, a million ivermectin memes, three days of consistent news coverage, and now nothing. Yep. Nobody's talking about ivermectin anymore. Every, like a bunch, of new, a bunch of people now know, hey, they're fucking lying about ivermectin. It's a fucking... Uh, 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 a, a Nobel Prize winning drug in 2015. It's not horse uh, dewormer. It's actually like a human, uh, a human applied drug that they were able to give to animals for antiparasitic. But it does also have antiviral and antibacterial properties uh, when applied in certain conditions in humans. And to tell lies about it so blatantly, the propaganda that immediately came out after everybody was like horse dewormer, blah blah blah, and all the all the left memes. Which are so fucking cringe-alicious, uh, you know. Joe, Joe Rogan as a as a minotaur or as a as a centaur or whatever, and they're all like, oh, "Joe Rogan, we got horse horse dewormer." But what that did was woke up a whole bunch of other people who were kind of on the fence about ah oh, the news and blah blah blah, 
And they were like, oh my God, like, why are they going so mental over horse dewormer? And they looked a little bit into it and they figured out that ivermectin is an unpatented drug and that uh, uh, emergency use authorization for the vaccine could be jeopardized if there's a drug on the market that's available uh, that has an effect over COVID-19 that they don't have to, they, they definitely won't be allowed to mandate it, but they might even have to stop the emergency use authorization of the unregulated or unapproved uh, vaccine because there's a drug that can treat it. So, of course, they had to fucking firebomb anything to do with ivermectin. And the people who, like I said earlier on, have deeply entrenched themselves in one side of politics, they can't accept ivermectin as a cure because they've totally got on board with the vaccine. Just constant got fucking tattoos about the vaccine on their fucking vaccination day and shit, like. Do you know? What does that sound like? Like a tattoos. Oh, like what kind of a rehab would you want to be to fucking get a tattoo when you got a vaccine? Like that's how deep they are into it. So they can't accept ivermectin. But you're right. You know, you know, just, you know what I was thinking about earlier uh, today, actually, um, the the news cycle, right? I mean, fucking Russiagate. And, oh, nothing burger. Uh, I love Sam Tripoli with all of my heart. I mean, he was he, <laughs> he's the first tinfoil hat. I mean, tinfoil hat was the first conspiracy podcast I ever listened to. So I have a special affinity in my heart for Sam Tripoli because, I mean, like, he guided me through the waking up process with a ton of laughs and shit like that. So I, I think the world of him. But I was thinking back about how he was going on and on about Dallas Page and this one and that one and Russiagate. Who the fuck cares about Russiagate anymore? Like, that was, yeah. that was fucking three years ago. Who gives a shit? Like, we're all past it. We all know it was a nothing burger. Who gives a fuck? But at the time, he was ranting and raving and smashing the table. Fucking Dallas Page was connected to this one and that one and fucking this guy. And and now none, and Peter none of it like, matters. And, and fucking, yeah, Peter Strzok doing that shit, smiling and laughing and doing all this. And uh, Bruce Orr and all the fucking Department of Defense shit and Hillary Clinton and all that stuff. It's because we were we were addicted to hopium, bro. We were addicted to hopium. Like in 2018, it felt like we were so close to like toppling the lizard fucking oligarchy, you know? Like it was all going to unravel and Trump was going to be president when it, when it happened. And oh, like fucking injecting that hopium directly into our jugular veins, like hoping this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And people were taking those things. That's why I don't talk about that kind of shit on the show. I go on to shows like as a guest and we do swap casts and we talk about the fucking current events and just go, come here. Do you know what? I'm thinking about this recently. This is the thing I'm thinking about recently. When I'm making my own shows, I'm looking back historically. I'm looking at like, I, I create a narrative, I create a story. I try to give a background. I try to give the current events and I try to give like predictions. And there's certain elements, how I, how I craft the, 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 the episode together. Um, taking accepted versions of events and then maybe looking at the conspiratorial side. Depends on the on the, the topic, you know. Um, it's fucking really, it really dates podcasts when you're talking about news all the time, unless you're a news show. And if you are a news show, no matter what kind of news you're doing, you go back and listen to that shit three years later, uh, it, it's not going to be enjoyable because the stuff you're saying or the predictions you're making or the, the suppositions that you come to or the conclusions that you reach don't make any sense after a certain period of time because the truth actually outs. But what's useful about knowing about Russia again, knowing about that kind of stuff and, and kind of getting it down on celluloid as we're doing now, um, 
it means that you can look back on it in years to come when all the links are gone and all the, you know, Monica Perez, all her fucking uh, Boston bombing stuff is all gone and all of my links are, are, are basically dead. Like, that's why I had to take all the stuff off the website because I had a load of fucking articles there and all the links, all the shit led, led to nothing, led to nowhere. All the fucking websites were deleted, right? But we have all these podcast episodes where we're talking about this shit and what we think at the time and what we felt at the time. And then we do another one in a year's time, you and I, and we laugh about all of this shit, like what we're talking about fucking, you know, what did you say, graphene oxide and all that stuff. Like we, we, You're really taking like, me to task over the graphene oxide. <laughs> no, it's just, but it was just the, con- it wasn't that particular thing. It was just the concept of Dell Big Tree said a thing, you trust Dell. He has PhDs on the, that, 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 um, legitimize his claims and you're like that's the thing but you don't know medicine so you don't know but but the fact that you're asking the questions and you're feeling it and then getting angry about it and getting caught on this one thing instead of like stepping back and going look at it through the fucking lens of history bro like this stuff won't stand the test of time this minutia that we're all talking about now on this show on other swapcasts that we're doing some podcasts that's all they talk about is the minutia and it becomes valueless as 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 time goes on because we have the you know the gift of hindsight in the future we can look back on stuff and go like what the fuck were we talking about there there's a few episodes where i'm talking about current events or you, you know like i, I think I, we're doing we're doing an episode uh i can't remember what it was about now oh yeah the 27 club and I was talking about fucking Logan Paul on that for like 20 minutes. And if you were listening to that in five years time and Logan Paul is like some nobody, like some fucking guy, like, uh, uh, you know, you like, can you name a YouTuber that was as famous as Logan Paul like five years ago? Who's nobody now? Like, uh, um, oh, oh, what's your man's name? Fuck. Uh, war, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray. Uh, is PewDiePie still around? PewDiePie is still massive. He's got 100 million fucking subscribers, bro. What's your man's name? Ray J. J uh, Ray J. No, that's around a fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like, I'm saying like in, 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 you know, in 10 years time, will anybody know who fucking Logan Paul is? And when you're listening back to that episode, which I want to They'll know him as a time, fighter, as a boxer. Ah, uh, maybe they will. Maybe they will. But like, just for him, for an example, or you give some kind of reference, like, you're talking about stuff. I, I I make a lot of references from the nineties and all, and and you know if you're around if you're around then you'll get them, and if you aren't you don't. I did a live show a couple of weeks ago, and I said something about murder. She wrote, and everybody in the audience was like, "What's that now?" And I'm like, "Classic television show, Murder She Wrote." Angela Lansbury, what are you talking about? But the fucking uh, the point I'm trying to make is like, you could follow all these minutia and go into this conspiracy stuff and into the fucking right into it, and it dates immediately because like the next day something else comes out something else comes out something else comes out i like to leave a bit of time before i start to analyze something to see if it actually holds like las vegas shooting people were roaring for an episode when it was happening and i was like ah it's just another shooting for now i know there's mad shit to do with it and his brother got caught with a lot of pedo shit in his fucking computer and like the fucking uh, the security camera footage wasn't released from the hotel and there's videos of helicopters shooting the crowd from the flat to flashes from the and the fucking tracer bullets from the fucking helicopters above the crowd, you could see that. Cool, but let's give it like two years and we'll see if it's still a big deal. If people are still talking about it, there's no con talking about Sandy Hook now. And you brought that up earlier on. Nobody's talking about it because you get cancelled because uh, what's that kid's name? Uh, pa- pa- Posner. Uh, oh, uh, Noah jo- Posner. Uh, Owen. Noah. Noah Posner. Uh, his dad fucking sued Alex Jones because Alex Jones basically 
uh, did or didn't, I don't know if he did or didn't, but like they claimed that he, he sicked a whole uh, bunch of internet trolls at Noah Posner's dad saying that his child didn't exist and that like he was a fucking grifter and all well, this Benny kind of Posner's stuff. Posner's like the only one that sues everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know. You seem uncomfortable when I start going into this. So. No, like do no go go ahead. I'm I'm good, man. Like it's do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a true fact. Alex Jones had to go in front of court and claim that he was a fucking character, that he was only playing a character, trying to trying to distance himself from the shit that he had said so that he get to hold on to his kids. Yeah, but I mean And they fucking made him do that. Like he was a sacrificial they lamb. They made him do that. They he Yeah, they made they him do that. They had to trot him out there and make him seem like a crazy fucking lunatic. But then, I mean, you take an actual, like, Wolfgang Halbig. I remember, I think he was on Greg Carlwood's show or uh, yeah. uh, one, of, one of the other shows. And he was, he was so disappointed. He's like, I can't believe, like, me and Alex were in this together. I can't believe he just turned his back on me and said that we're paranoid schizophrenics or, like, whatever he said that he was. And it... He was just like, look, like I, I still want to take this fight to the very bitter end. I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's doing now, but I know that he was just so distraught about Alex and everything that he was saying and how anyone can look at that fucking coroner. Uh, uh, hold on, let me let me do the See? The, the Gordo approved. And how anyone... I'm just saying, man. How anyone could look you at loses. that fucking coroner and decide that he's legit. But he's just like, oh, what kind of what kind of bullet entries? I just get passionate, man. Like I, when I start thinking about this stuff, I'm just like, the fucking bullet entries in the corner, fucking this. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Adam Lanza is rock to you. pounds at six feet tall. That's fucking he'd be emaciated. How's he running a gun in around a school that's been closed for two years? And oh, oh my god, like I just fucking like. Like you see now, I get the fucking rosacea, I get red in the face, and I just start yeah, fucking bro. going. But I mean that—that's usually what. But, but when you're, but when you're in that state, it's very hard to communicate. It's very hard to. But that's not you, how I communicate what you're doing. with people. That's kind of like how I am with just myself and my thoughts. I, I know, but it's hard. It's hard to gather your thoughts together because you're what you're doing is you're going into a part of your brain that's already it's a plowed it's a plowed path. You're going into that neural pathway that just goes bam, 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 because you're fill you're fulfilling that need of of uh, fueling the anger. So you have to go into the things that make you angry instead of like calming down and looking at everything. Oh no, I do. I mean, your if anger, you at the your anger, fucking makes you focus. To, I mean, I I'm fucking Media Roots Radio. You know, Abby Martin and Robbie, you know, mm. two of the mm. you know. They're pretty goddamn left. And then, you know, I'm also subscribed to Crowder and Ben Shapiro, who I cannot fucking yeah. stand. But, I mean, I'll listen to fucking... But you'll force yourself to listen because he's very intelligent. Left. Like, I'll and, listen to it yeah. all, man, because, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just like a, a junkie for that shit. I need all of the opinions so I can make my opinion the best opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Same. Same. But, like, I, I've had to temper myself and I've had to, you know, not be so, like, repeating rhetoric. or oh, you are going to say retarded. Or, or, <laughs> assimilate, assimilate, assimilating information and creating a rhetoric then that I would repeat. Like I'm, I you have to remain malleable. You have to remain adaptable. You have to fucking, do you know, keep on your toes. And I mean, absolutely metaphorically, because I don't do any physical exercise nearly at all. So I'm not on my toes ever. But like you know, mentally, I'm, I'm, you know, flowing like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. I'm so fast. When I turn out the light switch, I'm in bed before it gets dark. Like that's mentally, obviously, yeah. that's how I am. But like, like, 
you know, you got to keep up on it and you got to fucking take the information and not get too hot and not get too, you know, because there's stuff that your brain will do. Like you're taking in all that stuff and taking in all that stuff. Your subconscious has all of it. And if you get caught on that minutia, like your subconscious is like churning away, like uh, in the, in the undergrowth, churning all that information away. And when, like Einstein says, like when he's going to get the answer for a question, what he does, he goes and he sits, he looks at the sea and he doesn't think about it at all. And then the next thing, the fucking answer comes to him just in a flash. Like if you want answers, man, you gotta, you gotta, you said you're doing your Wim Hof and all before you came on here and. Obviously, that's a necessity now that I've taught you a little bit because you're a fucking hot motherfucker. <laughs> like, you're up there. It's up there. Yeah. You know, the, the dial is set to 11. Like, the information comes when 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 you're at peace. Like, that's when the fucking stuff comes. And if you're taking in, in shower, all that stuff. I, I could be in the shower, shower. and get the most amazing yeah. insights of my life. Of course. Just, just you know, soaping up, getting all, you know, you're relaxed. You're not thinking about that. And you're not, you're not engaging in choosing the which door in your mind to go down. And then the next thing, fucking the woman in the red dress walks by and you're like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, hands you a piece of paper and has the answer on it. Like that's, it's all that matrix thinking, bro. You can't, um, don't get, don't get caught up. on. And that's not just for you. That's for everybody. Like, don't get caught up on that shit. Like you're caught up. People are rowing about fucking specific shit. And it's not going in. There's no point in doing it now. We're at a point in the world where specificity is is uh, you know unnecessary. It's it's not um, it's not valuable anymore. Specificity. Um, and that's why I'm becoming more general and becoming like looking at it from a historical lens. Like going going pressing the minus button on Google Earth and just going back and back and back and going like, where is this coming from? Like, why is this the way it is? Because specificity doesn't go in for a lot of people from both sides and it's become so dichotomized and so binarily opposed like um you could come with the fucking all the receipts and it won't make a difference because you're you're trying to bust through a neuro pathway that's ironclad you know whereas if you come to like a more human place like a more fucking holistic view of these of these concepts it gets in in a different way. There's a different crack. There's a drain somewhere out the back or there's a fucking, you know, there's a crack in a door that hasn't been jammed up with specificity that you can just pop into and just be like, do you ever be, you know, when you were a kid and you were like this, do you ever think this thing? And you're like, ah, oh, motherfucker, yeah. And you're in then, do you know? And um, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're, you're talking about stoicism and um, some philosophical ideas. What do you think about, uh, or like, do you have, a certain spirituality that you like that that you think sounds the most real to you um you know i, I was talking to alex akiris and he's a big near-death experience guy and the more i look into the near-death experience research i mean it that is the one thing because i was getting pretty black-pilled and then you know the near-death experience shit and the guys that say, like, you know, I, when I was dying, I kept expecting to lose consciousness, but I fucking didn't. And then, you know, I, I went to the to the next realm or dimension or wherever the fuck it is. And all I felt was, like, this immense love. And I was going through the life review, experiencing, you know, all the people that I had wronged throughout my whole life. And, you know, Dr. Raymond Moody has over, like, 80-some-odd patients that have said, you know, they went through the life review, had the immense amount of love. There's uh, there's another guy, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he said that, you know, 
or he's got a database of over 5,000 near-death experiencers, and they have a really, you know, stringent vetting process. And, you know, over 5,000 near-death experiencers, 95% of them say, like, dude, God is for fucking real. And whatever you want to classify as God, Christian, Muslim, you know, whatever the fuck, I think, I don't think it's anything that we can put in a box. Um, you know, the afterlife is for fucking real, man. And it's some kind of weird thing where, uh, like, you you remember who you really are. Like, did this guy, Peter Pangalore, he was saying, he's like, you know, when I fucking died, and he was dead for quite a while, um, he, he said when he died, he, he was in heaven or, you know, whatever extra dimensional realm you want to call it. And, you know, he felt the extreme love, but he remembered who he really was. So, I mean, that means that, you know, he was up there before and he chose to come back down. So there's some kind of system where, you know, you choose to be here. And so that gives me a lot of hope because I'm just like, well, fuck, I chose to be here, man. Like, this is why I want to be here for all of this. And I, I get angry and, I, like, I get hot and all of this other stuff. But it's like, it's to me, it's like righteous anger and like i'm just mad at the situation but i'm trying to see like the whole namaste principle and people man like sure they might be fucking covid zombies dude but they're like the same light that's in me is in them and it's it's the the namaste principle the divine light in me sees the divine light in them and that's that's the approach that i'm trying to take with people nowadays even though when they tell me to put on a mask i mean I, you know the switch in my brain goes to, what the fuck did you just say? And then I, you know, I just want to go mm. you know, one to eleven in two seconds. But um, uh, w what kind of uh, spirituality do you adhere to? Or uh, I don't know. So when I listen to your podcast, I mean, sometimes I feel like you're always going to the materialist angle or something like that. I'm just like, Gordo, do you not have a spirituality or anything? In what way do you mean the materialist angle? Like practicalities? Like yeah, practical like pragmatic, humanism. practical, like just just not willing to go into like extra dimensional, um, that route, I feel like sometimes. I, I was raised like a uh, Roman Catholic. Same. And I ended up with a, a, a deep disdain and... um mistrust for organized religion, not least like the Catholic church, politically, culturally, you know, uh, hiding fucking pedos and, uh, fiddling kids and fucking up the country and controlling everything, controlling the, the schools and the hospitals up until only recently. And, uh, basically having a chokehold on a bunch of people, fucking severe, deeply rooted mind control, Oh, you know, you own their heart and mind, you own their fucking soul, and you operate in a, a paradigm of fear. And they ended up being very abhorrent to any kind of organized religion. And then, you know, as you do in your teenage years, you're trying to get in touch with some sort of a, a spiritual outer self to try and combat the massive influx of, like, you know, ego points that you're naturally, I guess, psychologically and, and, neurochemically 
building up. You know, your hormones are running up and down the leg of your trousers and you're starting to feel, oh, this shit is unjust. Like your justice boner starts getting bigger and bigger when you're fucking about 14 or 15 and you start realizing the world around you is, is, is not just like fucking your own self-gratification and there's other things that need to be done and you start developing a set of values and not dissimilar to a lot of people, I'd say you, f- you end up finding something like Buddhism or something that's very, you know, egalitarian and um, balanced and based in equality because you think everybody deserves something. And then as you get into your late 20s and early 30s and you start acquiring, you know, uh, possessions and <laughs> maybe a, 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 small, a small bit of money and stuff like that, and you're like, all these fucking poor people get the fuck away from my fucking stuff. You know, like, this is like, you know, when you're 16, you're smoking hash and you're going like, the fucking police can fuck off. And then when you're 25 and you have a car and a house and you're all like, man, the police better fuck on because <laughs> I own some shit. And if any, any of these poor people try and fuck up my stuff, they better fucking, you know, uh, not that I'm rich. I'm just saying that's the, the general consensus. It's not my own person. That's not my personal narrative, obviously. Speaking generally, I'm all speaking generally, right? Um, so, yeah, like the... Um, the religious aspect of it to me ended up going away with a lot of drug taking. Obviously, I, I had some experiences, and uh, not least, like I had a not, not a near death experience, but a, a, an overdose, and it ended up, you know, stopping stopping my immediately stopping my drug taking. True element of fear, like my, neurochemically, I fucked myself up, you know. Um, but it, it started like a. a it started like a consciousness journey, a mind journey, an ego death, and a, and a, a definitely like a fucking psychosis that ended up uh, having me look at the world in a, a very different light immediately, like an immediate paradigm shift into viewing who I was, who the people in my life were, how I operate as a person. And that kind of really hasn't stopped, you know, like it's... Um, not a psychosis as such, but it's definitely like a, a, a skewed view of reality and a skewed view of myself. What happened and in the last, you, like, maybe, if you don't mind me asking, I just took a load of pills because I thought I was a big hard man, thought I was fucking cool as shit, and I was like, give me all them drugs, and then just took rakes them, and then ended up turning looking like a fucking uh, 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 a. a, a, a a spider that you fucking squashed and it's fucking, I was like this and f- having fucking convulsions and all and just getting going mental and I thought I was going to die and I came to came to peace with p- passing away and do you know I ended up going off into mad drug trips and do you know that that thing of like resolving all your life issues and looking back over all the people that you've wronged and getting getting forgiveness for everything and all this kind of stuff but I didn't go through it all the way and then I ended up getting stuck on the guilt of it all rather than coming out the other side resolved. So it was a really uh, abrupt un unresolved um, raw opening of all the neuroses that I had about myself. And then I ended up having to fucking examine myself for months and months and months and months and months and, months and just feeling really self-conscious and, re- you know, every, it just changed everything. It changed how I viewed the world. Like, um, but it put me back into a place that I, that I was when I was a very young, um, examining myself through the eyes of other people and trying to, cause I, I spent so, such a long time like, I don't give a fuck when anybody thinks, nah. and then, and then all of a sudden, like I really gave a fuck what people thought. And I started like an auditory hallucinations and all this kind of stuff. 
but I ended up like talking with God a bunch like at night time when I couldn't go to sleep and I thought I was going to fucking die of panic attacks and I thought you know and and it wasn't God it was something that I was just saying to the energy that that runs everything like this is what's supposed to be happening to me like this is obviously this is like I chose this path you know I chose this like it was my decision to 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 put those drugs in my body like um and I did it for a reason I knew it well it wasn't a good idea when I was doing it and I knew like when it was happening that like oh oh and the fear took me over and I had a fucking bad time and so like from that from that time like I was pushing God away for or the energy of God away for a really long time but informing myself like I said about getting all the information into it it sits in your subconscious you know sits in your unconscious and I read loads of books all through my teenage years and all through my early 20s until until this thing happened and um I just, I just had all the knowledge of what it, what it was all about, what it was all supposed to be about from all the books that I'd read and all the, the analysis of other people and, you know, reading your, reading your Dawkins and your, you know, stuff like that. And, um, and towards the end of it, I ended up finding, doing, doing different types of drugs, lessened the trauma of that particular event, um, I, I, I had stopped drinking and I started drinking again and the alcohol maybe numbed a lot of that kind of pain that was dredged up by that by that drug. But I can understand now why like methamphetamines and uh, are, are used in psychiatric treatment now because it, it brings stuff up whether you fucking like it or not. That stuff is coming up and it brings it right up to the front and you can deal with it if you can or, or if you don't have help. I didn't have help. But me and God got tight, man. It's like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, you know. He's like, you can't sink this boat. I fucking, you know. Uh, and Forrest is like, I don't know. Lieutenant Dan was angry at God. But I think, I think he, he made peace with God that day. And he fucking hops off the side of the boat and swims off into the sunset. Like, I, f I forgive God, like, for all of those, or the universe, for all of that, all the shitty things that happened to me. And, um, like, I tell you one story, like, Ray, uh, I was, I was, I was selling an iPad, <laughs> I had an iPad and I was selling it and I was in the middle of Dublin city and I was waiting for the woman to turn up to buy the iPad and a bus pulled up in front of me and there was a lad on the bus and he was like five foot tall and he was wearing a turban and he was like an, an Indian dude with a big white beard and I saw him getting off the top of the bus and he was looking at me and he fucking flew out from the double doors and ran straight over to me. Like, meow, like beeline straight for me. And he's like, oh, sir, you have great power. I was like, what? He's like, you have great power. And he kept on popping me right in the middle of the forehead, like, you have great power. I was like, what do you mean? You have a shining light. You have great power. And this before I started the podcast at all. Like, And uh, he did a few things and he asked me a few questions and he, he wrote some stuff down on a piece of paper and he put it into my hand and he close close your hand. And then he asked me the questions and then he wrote the things out. And he was saying the speech like, you know, you have great power, you're you know, very very powerful mind, you have a great light, a shining light, the world will see, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff. And then he asked me a bunch of questions and he's like, Okay, this is maybe like par a parlor trick, some like street magic something, but this is just a improvement to show that what I'm saying to you is correct, okay? And uh, if you will Open the paper in your in your hand and look, and uh, all the questions that I had answered that he was writing down as I was answering were already on the paper that was in my tight in my hand. Like there's no magic trick. Like 
and there were like fucking a load of rando questions, you know. Jesus. And uh, yeah, I actually I don't tell that story often anymore. I told it a few times when it happened. Let's see if I can get this out here. Uh, I still I still keep that piece of paper in my wallet, man. Great power. <laughs> Probably fucking. I pull it apart now. You think that guy's vaccinated? <laughs> I don't even know if he's if he's still around. Ah, uh, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and open it because it'll t- it'll fucking fall apart. But that's the that's the paper there. Oh wow, that's it there, and he and he wrote on it with a little pen. You know, I'm not gonna I, I can't open it because it'll fall apart. Yeah. I'm gonna put it back in my wallet. But I take that with me everywhere. You know, if I lost it, I wouldn't really care because it's just it's just a nice little keepsake. But at the same time, uh, it really gave me faith in, in my place in the universe. And it wasn't the reason I started the podcast by any means, but it definitely, as it went on from strength to strength, I I would command the universe using like law of attraction type of stuff to go like, you know, I believe this is going to happen. I think this thing is going to occur in my life. I would like it if this happened, but I'm not really pushed if it doesn't. And these kind of different ele- different levels of, of kind of wish fulfillment that I was engaging in. And you know what, man? All my, fucking, all my fucking dreams came true. Like, all my dreams came true. Now, not to the level that sometimes I had wished. And I had to, you know, get on the fucking stoic bus and go like, you know, maybe that wasn't for you. You know, the old Irish would say, what's for you won't go past you. So, like, you know, I'd be thinking... If I didn't get to do that thing, that must mean that that's not my, that's not my mission. Uh, that's not my destiny to do that thing. And I have to accept the fact and just go, that's the way it is. And I just have to accept the fact that that's not the universe's plan for what's happening to me. But I can affect change and I was able to go like, you know what's going to happen? This. And it'll fucking happen. And it was a period in time when I would say a thing in the morning and by the afternoon that thing would have a random fucking you never heard of it before i said i'd love this to happen and out of nowhere a phone call an email a fucking visitor to the house like some shit would go on and that thing would come to pass and i was kind of going like this is class this is the universe indicating to me that the things that i'm deciding are the things that i'm doing or the path that i'm on or decisions that i'm making are the right ones and i put little things in the universe like if i'm right show me this thing and then I'd only see that thing and lo- like a random thing and loads of them and go, okay, cool. And if, if I don't see anything, I'm like, maybe I'll have to rethink that thing. And I just follow that, th- those rules and treat the, treat the, the world like a computer game. Do you think that sobriety pay- plays a big part in that? Because uh, a guy yeah. like Ben Balderson and uh, Lindsay Sharno was talking about this on one of her shows that he said, you know, he, he's an alchemist. I think a self self-described alchemist. Um, and he said he uses alcohol to separate, um, like the spirit from something, you know, when he's performing his alchemy or whatever, he uses alcohol spirits, to, yeah. to separate the spirit from whatever he's, he's working on. And so that's what they're called spirits. Yep. And so uh, do you think that that you're being more in tune with the universe and, uh, this law of attraction is, is more potent because you're sober. I think that there's absolutely no doubt that that is the fact that that's what's happening. There's no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what's happening. 
like sometimes I don't have an answer for something or somebody asks me a question and I don't know the answer. Do you ever watch Eastbound and Down? No. All right. There's a bit in Eastbound and Down. Kenny Kenny Powers, he, he you know, he's on the dance floor and he's like, and he takes a bunch of drugs and he has to do this dance to impress his lady and he just closes his eyes and he's like, and he's fucked up on these drugs, but he's just like, work drugs. And he just does this amazing dance routine. And then, he, and then everyone's like, ah, brilliant. He just gets sick at the end. So that's what, that's what happens to me. I'm just like, boom, boom, tick, boom, boom, boom. Somebody asked me a question. I'm just like, okay, give me the answer. And it just goes, and sometimes, man, like Michael Scott, you know, sometimes I start talking and I don't know for any reason whatsoever, for any reason, I don't, you know, the answer, I'm just, I, I say the thing and whatever's coming out comes out and I'm just like letting it. And I, I know that sounds bullshit, but I'm just letting it. I'm letting I'm letting my, I'm letting my fucking, because all the stuff is in me, all the knowledge of the things that I've read, everything is in me. So I'm not trying to go like, what am I going to say that's going to get like the laugh? Or what am I going to say that's going to not get any backlash from somebody? Am I talking for too long? Am I being boring? Am I, am I not, am I talking too much and not letting the other person talk? Should I be listening more? Like I should, I should probably be asking questions rather than just like talking incessantly. Oh, I bet you I'm boring now. Am I being boring? Like all of that shit that people go on with. Is stopping that true communication. Like I'm just going and letting the fucking letting the stuff come out, and that's when that truth comes out. That those insights, that stuff that belong like that belongs outside, that I'm making in my fucking thought factory comes out in those times because I'm trusting the universe. If I was stoned, there'd be all these fucking societal filters and all this stuff going on in front. Like sometimes it helps you get there, like as a practice, just to show that you can. But if you're all the time stoned, man, you're not living your life. If you're all the time drunk, like there's something, you know, I, I, I found, and there's no judgment on anyone who does drinks, do, does drugs or drinks or anything like that. I've, I've no judgment whatsoever. I never have. I'd never said, oh, you shouldn't be drinking or anything like that. I'm saying that like a lot of people use alcohol as a way to suffer through a situation that they don't want to be in. You're at a fucking wedding or you're at a nightclub or you're with some friends from school. Let's take the friends from school, for example. You're with your mates from school. The only reason that you're mates with them probably is because out of the 30 people that you were put into a room with because you were all manufactured in the same year in the same town, you chose the people who were closest enough to your values or your interests and then you end up being friends with those cunts for fucking 10 years possibly on into high school for 14 years and then you're like well I've been friends with them for 14 years I can't just throw that away because you know I don't align with that so you end up being friends for 10 more years and then you're in your 30s and the only way you can suffer through their company is to fucking pound fucking 10 beers and talk about the old times and there's a lot of people live their life like that because they don't venture outside to try and find people of their own you know, their own uh, uh, cohort, their own, be it politically, you know, spiritually, you know, physically, they don't go out and, and find those people. The internet has helped so much with that, all these like niche little uh, communities and interests. But I find that alcohol helps to numb the part of your brain that says like, what the fuck are you doing here? And you just drink the alcohol and you're like, wherever I am, I'm having a good time. Woohoo! And you're fucking doing wild shit. Do you know? It takes away that uh, that inhibition. 
but the inhibition isn't usually like, oh, I'm really shy. And I, I, you know, I want to be more outgoing. It's like, I don't want to talk to these people, but drinking allows me to just say whatever shit. And I'm going, blah, 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 blah. And they're drunk as well. And they're not listening. And then you stop talking and then they go, blah, 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 blah. And you're not listening to them. And then you fucking wake up the next day and say, did you have a great night? Yeah, man, I can't even talk. I was talking so much. It was such a good crack. Wasn't it a great crack? It was brilliant. Nobody fucking remembers anything because you were just going, blah, 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 blah. With people that you and then when you're sober and around <laughs> that and a drunk person is talking to you, it is the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah. And I can't even yeah. imagine being at a club and not drinking. That sounds like hell. But, but you're not supposed to be even talking in the club. What's the point in talking? It's, what's the point in talking over that? No one's talking. No one's communicating. It's all fucking body lines. It's all lizard branches. It's all like nice tits. Oh, you, me. Uh, loads of fucking hand signals. And what? Like pu- 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 pushing in that little bit in your ear so that you can drown out the music. Scene. What did you say? Uh, yeah, okay. A double? Sure. Would you show me your boobies? Like <laughs> like people aren't fucking making, making you know spiritual connections at those events they're just getting fucked up going inside themselves that's why you end up at two o'clock in the morning fucking crying over a memory that you had from when you were a kid or like somebody said something to you like what did you say bro are you fucking you fucking with me man you fucking and it's all about like pride ego fucking you know uh, uh, loyalty uh uh, nostalgia, melancholia, like all of these fucking real base emotions that people don't handle when they're in their right mind because it's too fucking painful to go into that stuff sometimes. Do you know what I mean? You're in a work and someone fucks with your pride or fucks with your 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 sense of self, your your ego or your manhood or something like that. Makes you look like a dickhead in front of your mates and you're like, <laughs> and then they walk away and say, like, oh, fucking dickhead. But when you're hammered, Someone says that she's you. What the fuck did you say, motherfucker? I fucking punch your fucking teeth out because all of those, all of those physical, the things that you don't want to say all fall away. That's why people drink because they want to be able to really exist. But when you don't drink, you find yourself in situations in life and a lifestyle where you don't ever kind of have to put up with that stuff, and you're able to like not go. I know people want to go to the bar, but the bar is for the drunk people, and when you're there. And you're sober, you're kind of a bit like I'm over this. I don't need to be here. I'm going to go to places. Well, and there's you know, there's very few places where you can go to socialize that are not you know late night that are not you know a, a, a sex oriented. Uh, so if you're single, you're going to be going to the clubs whether you're drinking or not drinking. And when if you're not drinking, you're going to suffer through some fucking sweaty motherfucker putting his arm around you, going. I don't also, know, the people that you meet at the fucking, club. I mean, like, is that the I mean, now... Are they the caliber of people exactly. that you want? Yeah. And, you know, there are exceptions. So, like, there's people who are married. There's people who are married in America because they fucking ended up, like, running into some bird who had nice cans. And then you fucked her a few times. And then they end up going out. And then you're, like, married to that person. You're like, oh, man, I fucking hate this bitch. And then, you like, 50% of marriages end in divorce because... The reason you, you met her, the love of your life, you met her because the two of you live in the same town and decided to go to the same nightclub at the same time. Like, and nobody else fucked her that night. You did. And now you're fucking married to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, My dad's not, uh, buddy for, for like lo- 20 years. Love story. Um, he left his wife. I mean, they had been married for, you know, 35 years or something like that. He left his wife for some chick that he met at the bar and then... 
you know, she's like, well, I don't want to be with you anymore. And he had already left his wife, left his house, le- left everything behind. He's, and he shot, yeah. killed her. So Flo. Now he's in jail for the rest of his oh life. Oh, my God. Yeah, you didn't think it was taking, oh my you didn't God. Think it was taking that turn, did you? <laughs> I, was, I was already nodding my head going, ah, yes, it's a fucking same old story. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, what? Reverse. What fuck? Reverse there. Yeah. So, he, so he, met, he met some bitch at the bar, and she, she, met, she made him leave his wife, and he... And he went off with her and then she broke up with him and then he shot yes. her. It's like, you ruined uh-huh. my life. So the wife is still alive. Wife is still alive. Still like sweetheart of a, of a woman. I mean, you know, we grew up with these people around. Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all Imagine the that shit. tale that he, that he met at the bar, he, he was thinking with yeah. his dick and now his entire life is ruined. So, like, I don't want to sound, like, judgmental. That's just, like, the, the way I describe it. it. sounds judgmental, but I actually have no opinion one way or the other. I just decide, like, that lifestyle is not for me. Like, everyone is going, oh, I want to, everyone there is going, oh, I want to get back to the pub, put the vaccine in me so I can go back out and have the crack. And I'm kind of going, like, put the vaccine in you so you can go out to hang out with people that you may or may not really enjoy the company of in a place that you may not really want to be but the reason that you're taking the vaccine is so that you can consume alcohol in a place that makes it fun to consume alcohol but you have to suffer through the situa- situation that you're in while you're drinking the, the alcohol whereas you drink too much alcohol and then you piss yourself at well, the club or you know whatever fucking well you could stay home and just drink alcohol but it's no crack because you can't like roar and shout and dance around like a gobshite and have the fucking what irish people call the crack like you can't fucking run around the town or you know like just get into that animalistic debaucherous state that people like to be in because in their regular life they're all uptight and they have to fucking button their lip and not give anyone any sass and they drink a bunch of beers and they go fucking roaring at the moon like some you know some that's what alcohol is for man that's why people are making it for tens of thousands as long as there's been people there's been alcohol cunts are drinking fucking you know, uh, uh, f- fermented fruits that were left out, and they're like, "Do you know what? If you mix this with water and drink it up, it kind of makes you feel a bit fucked up." And then they're like roaring at the moon with their fucking dicks out and everything. Like, there's a reason it's there is to 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 be able to separate uh, the conscious mind from the body and to be able to go into a more you know lizard brainish uh, animalistic state temporarily. That's what all you know. All drugs have a certain purpose, and alcohol has that purpose, and it's been there for a reason. But like, I just feel that um, I I don't need to go to that place anymore because I've gone there enough to know or got enough from that place that I don't need to go back there anymore. Do you know? Like, I, it's not that I'm afraid of going back there and I could start drinking again tomorrow. I just don't want it because I, I don't feel that I need it. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I just want to get out of my head. But the... And a lot of people say that to me when they're talking about like all the true crimes and yeah. talking about like the pedophile elite and all the lads are like, how do you not drink? Like, how do you not want to just escape out of your head for a few hours and just get f- fucking, you know, that's why people are like, oh my God, I was locked last night. That's the thing we say in Ireland. I was locked. And it's like, I was locked out of my head. Oh man, I was locked out of my head last night. Like you're literally locked that's out of your head. That's like, that's a saying. That's a saying in Ireland, man, I was fucking locked. Do you know, I was, uh, I was, I was out. Of, I was, oh man, I was fucking out of my box last night. Like I was out of my box. Like my box is here, and that's where I usually am. But I was out to of to be it. locked out of it. I like wasn't even there. In. Like you couldn't get back in if you wanted to. 
couldn't get back in. It was locked yeah. out of my head. That's wow. a fucking phrase that Irish people say. Because, like, that's what you want to do. You just want to shut off the, the, the person, but still go around and have the thing. And I and, and personally now, this is, like, bullshit talk, but, like, uh, having a baby and being around smaller children, like, all, the, all of my brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law, they all have, like, kids from, you know, uh, uh, six months to 12 years or whatever, right? Watching how these kids go on, especially as toddlers, up to three years of age or whatever, and they're just so free. But they're like drunk people. They're like drunk people. They scream when they want something. If they don't get it, they fight. They 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 see something that they want. It doesn't matter if someone has it, and they just take it off them. And if the other person protests, they're like, "Well, fuck you! I want you picked it up. I wanted it." And if they put something down and and they're like, "I don't want this thing anymore," but when they see somebody else picking up, they're like. Hey, give me that thing. That's my thing. Like they're exercising all of these like base, base emotions because they're only learning how to feel those things like jealousy and remorse and resentment and you know and, and the positive ones as well like love and you know appreciation and all this kind of stuff. But like most of the time, it's exercising those ne- negative ones, and you see toddlers fucking screaming and go, and then you go out at two or three in the morning and you go down to the fucking the, the strip. And you see people and they're just doing the very same thing, but it's like sex based or it's like um, status, like social status based or, you know, uh, they have demands, they have wants, they have needs and they're roaring and shouting and rolling around on the ground and screaming and fighting and getting overly emotional and just letting it all hang out like toddlers because I feel that they want to be back in that state. They're trying to relive that time in their life when there was no consequences. They didn't have to think about a job or work on Monday. They didn't have to think about money or anything. They were just like, they were just taking care. Everything was just taken care of. It was just taken care who, of. Who do you think? You didn't have to worry about their anything. Pants more and pukes their guts out more at the bar or like a play date among toddlers. <laughs> it's gotta be close. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's just, you just go back into that place where you're just like the, the one, anything you want to do, you just do it and then you can kind of, and I used it a lot. I'm saying this is the thing I did a lot. I would say and do whatever the fuck. And then when someone's like, oh my God, man, the shit you were fucking saying last night was mental. And I was like, oh yeah, I was hammered though. So like free pass. And they're like, yeah, I guess. But it's like, what I didn't say was like, those dark thoughts inhabit my mind all the time, but they only let them out. They all went blah. But being sober and not, not like deciding not to drink. And I was like, well, shit, that's a part of me. I'm going to have to embrace that. So I started embracing it and it turned into a podcast. And I say all that stuff out and I say it, I tell the embarrassing stories and I say the fucking real things that are on my mind. I don't wait to get drunk to tell somebody that I love them. I'm just like, hey man, I fucking love you. I appreciate you. You do good work. You're a great person. You know, you're nice to me. I'm nice to you. We have a good time. Like men don't communicate like that. Do you know? It's hard to fucking say to your man, say, hey man, I, I love you. They're like, yeah. Like, and most of the time they only do that when they're fucking bananas and it's the end of the night and they're just about to get into a taxi to say, guys, I fucking love you. I fucking love you. All right, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. See you tomorrow. Because they don't want to hang around too long in that moment because they might have to talk about their feelings exactly. more. So they just say it at the end of the night, you know, love you, bro. Love you. And it was like, what was that gay shit last night? I don't know. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Right. Like, no homo. No homo, but I love you. Okay, bye. Like so that's that's the that, that I I think if people don't drink uh they're nearly forced to find other ways to to 
regulate that stuff. And I'm talking like a cunt who's been doing therapy for ages and I have, and it's good and it's good for your head. And I find a way to parse all the information and not get all hot about it and trying to figure out ways to talk about it. Cause I know people are listening. I know people want to hear what I have to say for some fucking magical reason that this ends up becoming my job. And, um, but I spend like, I'm never off, man. I'm never switched off. I'm always on. It's never off. Like, do you know, that's the price you pay. I'm always working something out, figuring something out, planning, thinking, like thinking of stuff that I've already done, planning stuff into the future. But I'm always trying to stay in the present and trying to think and work stuff out in my head. When I'm reading something, I'm like, this is important. Like, remember this shit. Like, oh, I'm always on. That's that. The that's notes in my phone are always open. I'm always jotting something down. Like, I remember this, take care of this later. Like, invite this person on. Like, you know. But it doesn't, it doesn't ever not pay off to be that way. If you are always on, you're like Gary V, man. If you're always on, that shit will catch eventually. If you're half arsing it, do you know? It, it, you, you, you know, you've only half an arse. But if you're fucking always on, you can't but. You have a full arse. Do it. You can't but succeed. You have a full <laughs> arse with a hole in the middle of it. And, and you know, that's that's where it's at. Like, you have to fucking go all in or don't even try. And a lot of people are, are kind of half arsing yeah. it. Um, and then going like, why is that bad? And I was I was that cunt. I was that cunt. Half arsing comedy. I half arsed music as a career and I half arsed it I, I found it oh fuck I don't I, you know this is not what I want and then I found podcasts and I full arsed it and now it's become like I am the show the show is me I'm trying to fucking put myself out as a person and I think like the emotional connection and the, the humane and humanistic and holistic level that I approach these topics with with a bit of humour and a little bit of fucking levity I think resonates with people more than getting super mad and and getting you know belching somebody else's rhetoric or shouting and screaming like Alex Jones and and going I got the fucking receipts like I got the papers like sure you do but like can I trust you I don't really I don't really know if I can like is this an act and then you go to court and you say it's an act and then everyone's like man you're legitimacy but um as far as God goes yeah man I think we are all God I think uh, we all have a piece of God inside of us and we all have we're all connected to the network and we all have a sim card and uh, we can call customer care every so often if we need to to, to to check in check the balance of our account and um some people just don't know the number to customer care sometimes to get in at that find out that information and uh, you have to go looking for that and maybe ask somebody else if they got it talk to other people inform yourself. Um, but getting to know yourself is the biggest part of knowing the truth about the world. Like you can see it whatever way you want or whatever way it's given to you. But like, uh, it's like the way a, like a dog sees or a bird sees. Like a dog can only see in black and white there or thereabouts, and then a bird can see in like way more colors than a human. Like it depends on what way you fucking adjust your eyes. Like if you only want to see black and white. That's, you know, you fix your eyes that way and it's really easy. And your dog, you're like, hey, where's the fucking, where's the, you know, I'm going to bury some shit and around. Like, Try that anyway. stick, will you? Yeah, yeah. Or then, you know, if you're fucking seeing everything in all colors, you're like a fucking hummingbird going to the place. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Like, that's the price you pay for seeing all that stuff. But then you know it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? You know it then. 
if that's what you want to do, if you want to know, you got to pay the price. You got to pay the price of knowing that thing. Like those guys looking at that stuff on Facebook, like they, they, you know, they want to help the world. Obviously that's a vocation to look at fucking pedo images and try and catch pedophiles. But like they, they're paying price, man. They have to go to bed at, at night with that shit in their head. And however much alcohol you drink, I'd love to see the fucking statistics on, on their drug, drug addiction and suicide for those people who leave that job later, you know? Probably similar to the like, uh, guys who install 5G towers. <laughs> lower rates of cancer. <laughs> but look at, um, I, 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 I am talking unconscionable shit now for the last 20 minutes or so, but it's like a little bit of me, I guess. If you wanted to know it, now you know it. And uh, I'm going to be putting this on my feed and you're going to be putting it on yours. Um, and I'm, I'm quite aware of that. Like, that's why I'm, I'm willing to open up and say like here's the fucking here's the shit here's with the me crack. like yeah here's the crack I mean everybody has a fucking story dude and um, I'm not being judgmental about what anybody does with their body or what anybody does I know I said fucking OnlyFans three ninety nine. I'm just like just do it but just charge more money then if you're going to do it I'm not saying don't do it but a three ninety nine is such a small <laughs> amount of money to see your asshole your pussy. Like, come on yeah like I would charge more yeah come on man shit and my arsehole is nothing to be looking at. It's like a fucking, like an aftermath of a fucking car pile up. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. So, look at, bottom line, uh, we're, we're, you gotta be less hot. You gotta fucking get down and get into who who's Ryan and why is Ryan seeing it? Are you a dog looking at it or are you a bird? Are you seeing it in multicolors and UV? Um, I don't believe everything you fucking read, bro. I know, it, I know you're really, you're the stuff you're coming out with and the fucking, the, the, the references and the names and all that shit, like you, you got the you, the power is there, the sauce is there. You just gotta fucking. It's like Sam Tripoli twist says, up the tools. like when that he has a guest on and they're. Don't was quoting Sam Tripoli to me. They're the going, fuck? they're all going Sam Tripoli. Go going on. back and forth. What does he say? Like it's, they're just screaming in agreement. And like and sometimes, like yeah. I, just, I just get like that where I get with someone who can handle the conversation, and then I can just like actually voice my real thoughts to where all these people at work or that I come in contact every day. I can't even say like, Hey, uh, this doesn't really seem any worse than like a flu. And then, you know, Oh, oh my God, it fucking launches you into a stratosphere. What are you an anti-vaxxer racist? I don't even know how that's the same thing, but, <laughs> but I mean like now it is. So I, I'm, I'm sorry if I, if I get a little red in the face and then I start getting. Oh, oh no, I, I love the yeah. passion, but, but, let, let's, let's let's bring it back it to that allegory of of let's bring it back to that allegory of the of the the drunk person. What you want to do is get drunk on conspiracy theories and go roaring at three o'clock in the morning down Conspiracy Street and try and be like, I need a bunch of people who the are as Paul fucked Revere up on conspiracies as I am. <laughs> you're 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 fucking hammered. You're locked out of your head on conspiracies, and you're with a whole bunch of other people who feel the same way. And you're all like, ah, Raja, rah, Raja, 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 Raja. and then someone puts on fucking Tiesto or something, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you're drunk on conspiracies, and you're looking for other people to party with. And you, you, you know, if you, if that's what you want to do with it, go do it. But if you want to like find real truth, not getting drunk on them is the thing. Not like it's like drugs, man. You can use drugs or you can abuse them, like. If you're using conspiracies to find the truth, but if you keep getting caught up in that fucking zing, 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 and roaring and shouting and doing all that, not that it's not bad, like young passion and all that is great, 
but I'm just saying, speaking from experience and maybe from a little bit of a patronizing, I'm not going to be patronizing about it. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's, if you can pull back that small bit, and this is for everybody listening, like, people are getting caught up in that minutiae. And uh, it's no good because people aren't listening these days. People aren't listening to, to, they just have their own thing and they're not fucking engaging in what other people are going on with. If you want to have a bunch of people around that, that are just going to shout the same things in agreement and you're all just shouting like, aren't we great? Fuck everyone. Yeah, fuck them. Fucking shout constantly. Like, just people will do that with you and you can do that for years and you and no, nobody's ever learning anything because you're just, you're just finding stuff that's going to approve those shouts. And, and to be honest, you kind of then get a little bit addicted to it and you get stuck in that, in that, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a very small difference between a groove and a rut, mm. do you know? So if you're in the groove with somebody and you're like, yeah, man, this is fucking cool and you want to keep that party going, you'll go off and you'll find a bunch of information that'll fucking satisfy that vibe. You'll find a load of stuff and end up becoming biased, uh, 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 finding information to confirm your bias so that, that that fucking party keeps going and that groove deepens and turns into a rut. And then, like those people I talked about earlier on, it's very hard to extricate yourself from that because you kind of get addicted to that adulation and that self-congratulation or co-congratulation between all these other people. You end up in a community of people where everyone's just agreeing with each other. And then if you say something different, then, hey, what the fuck, man? I thought we were all cool here, man. What the fuck are you doing? Like, do you know? Some, it's like at a party and somebody, everyone's on drugs and somebody turns a bit like weird and you're like, oh, dude, you got to go, man. You're, you're, you're too fucked up. You know, you said some shit. You have to be careful, like... I'm not saying like in a fucking patronizing way. That's I know you're like speaking to, in general big brother, terms, like, but I, I don't think I agree general with anyone, terms. like even on 50% or more of the matters, to be honest with you. No, I know, I know. It's just this for general yeah. terms for people listening to as well, but like there's, it's, it's fucking story, hard to have a head Don't there. get pink in the face because you're talking about graphene oxide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you really know what it is and what it does and what like Del Bigtree great guy some questionable information he puts out he has been he has been questioned before but like at least he's asking questions at least to he's be looking, fair to Del you know, he, doing his he due did diligence. not want to go down the graphene oxide it was because of overwhelming yeah. audience uh, like submissions that he scoured the internet for a paper on graphene oxide and then he brought that PhD doctor who has written over 70 books and 3,000 articles to talk about graphene oxide in the vaccines. And that's called, that's due diligence, man. He is, he, he is, uh, you know, some people might cynically say he's doing that for the audience to pander. Uh, his critics would say that. And some people would say that he's given the fucking, uh, a, a very popular, presumably very popular theory, a fair shake with someone who's an expert. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, both things are done uh, uh, very often. Uh, but I, I, I admire p- people who do that kind of stuff, like um, guys like uh, James Corbett. Very, very reputable, very, e- like, excellent researcher. Whitney Webb. Uh, Jason Burmes. Huh? Whitney Webb. Jason Burmes. Um, Charlie Robinson. Like, a lot of these people are are really top-notch, like, when it comes to, like, the, the efficacy of the research the the veracity of their opinions and the trustworthiness of their sources and facts, yeah. you know. But it's fucking hard out there having a head, man. If you find someone that you trust, like it's not like you can trust them forever. People change, people grow. You know, money comes into it. People fucking change their head, change their vibe. 
someone comes along with a check and says, come here, don't say that no more. And they're like, all right. Yeah, Fuck okay. it. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't trust that. You can't trust every, like if you find someone you trust, you can't trust them forever. And I'm not saying go test out the people, but like even family and shit like that, you, you can't trust everybody to, forever. Uh, Joseph Mercola, Dr. Joseph Mercola. Um, no. So, I mean, he's probably like the biggest natural health guy on the internet. He was named as a, uh, one of the disinfo 12 by the white house. And um, he came out and said that his 25 years of uh, articles and videos, he was pulling them all off the internet, and um, he was still going to be releasing content, but it was only going to be on his website for a maximum of two days before they would pull it down forever. So he obviously got some kind of talking to or coercion to, to say, hey, man, enough of the hydroxychloroquine, enough of the ivermectin. You know, enough with anything like that, vitamin D, or else, you know, we'll have we'll have yeah. a different conversation. But you can see, you can see that that's a fucking, like, look at Dr. Sebi, he got the fucking chop, yep. you know? Like, all of these people are getting, getting the worst case of suicide anyone's ever seen. Because there's a narrative happening, and when you look at the information like that, it is pretty spurious to say Iran McCullough got silenced. But then you look at like stuff that done before, and that totally happens. Uh-huh. It's totally believable. But the difference between believable and true is is that that's the that's the difference. Like believable and true, I'm finding a real hard time with. I'm really finding a real hard time because I know like more than likely someone came to him and said "fucking stop," yeah. and the reasons are ivermectin jeopardizes the the. Um, the, the vaccine there uh, emergency use authorization yeah but specifically legally it jeopardizes like elite there's a legal pr- pr- precedent there of the emergency use authorization if ivermectin is accepted as a treatment vaccines go away so it can't be allowed to happen and i can understand and it's totally believable is it true i, I don't know was he did he go away because he was threatened or did he go away because he was paid like these are all these things that that you're talking about the gun was loaded in the government's hand Mm -hmm. and they were there at the scene of the crime they named him as one of the disinfo 12 and so like and then he goes away uh, circumstantial evidence all lines up but we don't have the fucking email or the phone call or you know whatever it was yeah but what was what was in the gun was it bullets or was it money did they shoot a lot of money at him and make him go away like what's the well, what's he gonna like? Uh, and that's the thing. That's the that's the gift of of hindsight. Then that's the gift of history. If you give that shit a little bit of time, and see what he comes out with in the next year, in the next two years, if he comes back out strong in a year's time, you'll know he was silenced. If he don't come back out, you you, you can kind of presume he was he was paid. Do you know? I remember fucking Eddie Bravo going on Alex Jones saying that Joe Rogan was bought off by the CIA. Do you remember that? What was it? You kind of broke up there. What would you say? That Eddie Bravo went on to Alex Jones and said that Joe Rogan was bought off by the CIA. That they came to his house and said, stop it. Oh, wow. I mean, and then he still has him on the show as his friend. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? And then Alex Jones is like, Joe Rogan is bought by the CIA. And then the, and then the next thing, he, he's an agent of the CIA and uh, all the information he's saying is tainted. It's government. He's a government shill, and uh, and the next thing he's on the <laughs> show going, drunk. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he's getting drunk and smoking. Joe, he's like, uh, let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. I, I, 
I'm what they call uh, retarded. Like he's like nothing I say is really uh, uh, true or. Uh, I'm an like, actor. Fucking, yeah, like not like what the fuck? Do you know what the fuck? Do you believe? It's believable, but believable and true are very different. And and that's uh, I'm really having a hard time with that at the moment because like you can put all this stuff together and but like I said, all you have to do is convince the jury of your peers, and then it becomes it becomes you know jurisprudence. It becomes a a, a legal thing. Are we going to go to that far? Possibly that's how far it'll have to go. I'm not taking the vaccine for now. Anyway, I'm going to hang it out until uh, see what happens. <laughs> see if the, all these other motherfuckers start dropping like Stephen King's The Stand. <laughs> and I, I know you're going <laughs> to chop my head off for this one, but my my project that I really really want to do is to disprove germ theory. That's that's where I am, and I I don't know why you would why would you think I chop my head off for that? You're going on the uh, the Wuhan lab and. All of that stuff. I think. I think it's all more. I think it's so much more nefarious than a uh, bioengineered virus because uh, I don't think germ theory is correct based on the evidence that I've uh, come across. So I, I've got a bunch of fucking books, and I, I'm just gonna fucking like tear the whole thing down and and see, um, like once and don't, for all. Don't get me wrong on that point, Ryan. Don't get me wrong on that point. I'm not saying to anybody listening or to you that you can't look into the science and talk about the science. Don't misunderstand or misrepresent, right? What I'm saying is if you're talking to other people about it and trying to convince other people, that is not the way mm-hmm. to be. Because you have no legitimacy. I'm misrepresenting Gordon Rochford. No, not at all. See, look at this. Don't get touchy, son. It's all good. Like, what I'm saying is, you fucking, you do your good work. Yeah, I can tell by you, you're fastidious. Call me a hothead you know dumbass that doesn't know the science. Not at all, bro. I'm bugging with all. you, man. Not I'm at messing all, man. You got that. You got that fastidious nature, bro. You fucking know all the names and dates and places. You're ta- you're doing more than I am, and you're talking to the fucking people who are doing the research. You're doing the interviews. You're you're researching. You're getting ready for these interviews, and you're talking to the f- fucking first time people doing doing the groundwork. Like that's more than I'm doing. I'm looking at shit on the internet, trying to sieve f- it through my own knowledge, right? But what I'm, what I'm saying in that point is, you can't talk to. The, the 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 CNN consumers. You can't talk to the general man on the street, the people who are queuing up and and judging other people for not taking a vaccine. You can't you can't convince them. Otherwise. I got my mom off of With Fox science. News, and now she listens to Crow Triple Seven. So I feel like that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> How badass is that? Talk about the black pill. Holy right? shit, man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on that fucking shit. That's so funny, man. You're mad. I say Christmas is going to be real funny in your oh, house right? this year. But what kind of conversation? Oh are we my having? god! My mom called me and she's like, "Hey, you see the stuff with Afghanistan? Is that a psyop?" I'm like, "Yes, mom. Yes." I'm like, yeah. But that's all it. Ta- that's all it takes sometimes. Just a little poke, you know. What? What? The, the, the whole point of me saying that about about the science part is that like, don't fucking waste your time, people, and you. But don't waste your time. But then also don't get caught in the fucking yes parties where you're shouting in agreement with other people as well. Do you know? Like fighting with someone who'll never believe when you're quoting scientific stuff is a waste of time. 
but also surrounding yourself with sycophants who are all fucking you're circle jerking each other off in, in, in glee at like, you know, Del Big Tree. Like that's also a waste of time. There's, you know, there's other things. I do, I do think uh, that uh, there is a place for the, for the science debate. Uh, Alex Sekiris, there Alex is. Sekiris had this MIT fucking PhD. I mean, like every, every degree you ever would ever want um, in, in health. And so Alex is like, oh, you know what? I, I'll put my dick on the table. I, I got a master's degree in like artificial intelligence. I know, I know my way around a scientific paper. He's like, send me all your papers that mass actually work. So this guy, he invited him on the podcast. He sends him all the papers. He reviews them beforehand. And it was an utter smackdown. Alex Sakiris, no medical training or what have you, destroyed this MIT PhD guy that was saying master work he looked at the same studies he's like all of these results are statistically insignificant by your own measures and the guy was just at the end of the interview he he didn't have anything left to say he's like well you know i i still think the evidence is there that mass that mass work and alex is just like okay buddy all right now have a nice day <laughs> and like that's kind of how to conclude but for but for anybody who's who has even started on the journey of um divesting themselves you from the mainstream the yeah. narrative. If they're, if they're already like your mom off, off the Fox news, they're already sober from getting drunk on mainstream and they're like wanting to smoke a bit of conspiracy to try and leaven it out. Right. If they're on the way, if they're facing, you know, the right way, showing them something like that will definitely bolster them into coming further towards what we would consider to be the truth. But what I find is a lot is happening, like just people arguing with people online who will never change their mind. Ne- they don't want it. They're not even near close to doing changing their mind. And they're bombarding them with all of these links and all this stuff. And there's a lot of people like, oh, do your research. No, you do your research. No, you do your research. And it's just a bunch of people sharing links blindly on Twitter. You might as well be fucking, you know, uh, digging a hole in the ground and fucking trying to have sex with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not. The ground's got to be at least productive. Warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a sun, on a sunny yeah. day, you know, uh, get a magnifying glass out, <laughs> and, you know, warm the ground around, put your put your knob in it. But like for people like your mom who are on the way, sure. And there's people, loads of fucking great people producing brilliant stuff that you should get into and listen to and inform yourself with. But don't be going around wearing it like a bat, like a badge of fucking, you know, like a like a weight, like a a, a fucking hell angel with you, the jacket. Because I know the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 goes nowhere. Like maybe maybe I misrepresented myself in that concept. What they was trying to get out of, but like, there's easier ways to fucking argue without getting into stuff that we're not qualified in talking about. You seem very qualified in talking about conspiracy theories, factual stuff. Uh, historical stuff. Um, very hard to fucking get anyone on board with scientific stuff when you're not a scientist. But like getting the PhDs and getting those people on, and um, I'd find it ver- I'd, I'd find it very hard to um, I find it very hard to consume uh, an MIT grad like a PhD guy, and then someone who just read a bunch of reports and arguing statistics on them. Like entertainment wise, p- probably not great. Uh, f- Fact wise. Maybe brilliant, but like still, there's some, there's some element of, uh, 
disbelief or there's some element of not disingenuousness but like di- uh, you disembowelment know, illegitimacy we're just throwing it, out dis- illegitimacy <laughs> <laughs> it's an element of illegitimacy about somebody like that who's arguing with someone who's like yeah masks work and it's like well I've read all the stuff on here and blah 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 and being a like conspiracy theorist and knowing all the stuff that I know and feeling all that you know knowing all that stuff still still it's a small bit illegitimate in the way that like the weight of all of that research and the weight like somebody did a thing the other day uh, I, I watched it on YouTube and um, I think they took random suggestions about like p- polarized opinions on certain things and they tried to find how quickly they'd be able to find a scientific paper to support their bias on Google on both sides of the argument, like extremes, both sides. And I think the longest it took was like seven or eight seconds for both sides in any, in any, um, uh, uh, any opinion on whatever topics that we're talking about. It's like, I need to find, you know, uh, uh, have, a, you know, having sex with monkeys made AIDS and it'll find like, you know, 10 papers that say it didn't, the 10 papers that say it did. And you're like, well, having sex with a monkey caused AIDS. Somebody fucked a monkey. Do you know, like, uh, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't, like, we can't know. We can't know. And that, that's the nature of science. And people are like, trust the science. The science <laughs> is settled. The science is settled is such a fucked up sentence. Like, the science is set. Are you laughing about fucking a monkey, eh? Are you laughing oh at the monkey? God. Dude, it was breaking all this. <laughs> the best parts, it would cut in, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it would just cut in it's like somebody fucked the monkey <laughs> oh my god like some kind of non-sequitur yeah, uh, I have it recorded on my side so you can hear the whole thing oh my god yeah so <sighs> sorry about that yeah you'll find whatever whatever you want to find to um, support yourself it's, all, it's already on the internet that's that's the terrible, wonderful thing about it, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. I'm sorry to cut it short. Well, three hours and ten minutes is not short, but um, oh, you can't do another. My internet is starting to. Yeah, is that starting to cut? You out? know what? If it was if it was earlier in the evening, I'd do another tree. We just go on to Project Blue Beam and we go on to Alien Chat and we could fucking talk all night, man. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm definitely going to have you. Uh, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts about Blue Beam and we could talk about it another time. But um, if you have any closing thoughts, yeah, we can go ahead and uh, wrap it up. I think I've closed all of my fucking thoughts there this evening. Like uh, you, you, le- you left me loads of rope to chat shite and uh, I appreciate it and uh, I'm going to have you on my show we're going to talk about something that we've both researched and we have notes on and we can be su- hyper specific but we're not talking about we're not going to talk about vaccines or corona anymore this is it for you and me talking about vaccines right because <laughs> it's fucking get it all out getting today. old get it all out today the first time um, but I'll definitely have you on my show and we'll, we'll do something together sometime soon right Hell yeah, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming out today, Gordo. I thought we had a fantastic conversation, covered almost every area under the sun. So um, thanks for coming on again. It's all and, there, uh, man. We'll talk to you in the future, man. Absolutely. Anyone wants to find me at doseconspiracyguys.com. I'm on all the podcast apps. And uh, you can tell my people where they can find you, right?
Are you done? No, you you could. T- I can't even tell. tell people, break it up uh, so bad. <laughs> do you want to tell my people where they can find you? Um, you can just find me at conspiratorial conspiring. Uh, I'm on like my last strike with YouTube, so don't look there. Look on Podbean or BitChute. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, man.